Episode 194 of the Reptile Gumbo Podcast. Uh, if you listen to this, 193 has not been released yet because I got lazy. Are you serious? I got lazy. James. It. I actually uh, put it on my computer about 20 minutes ago, so not I can actually okay. edit it. It'll be out tonight. It was a good episode. If anybody <sighs> listened last week, we had on Chris Dieter from uh, Croc Encounters. And it was. It was a great interview. Uh, so I'll get that out. I'm trying to open a drink so I can't hear it. It was. I took a bite of food and James was like, oh God, we gotta go. I'm like, I have a mouthful of food. I just, uh, I, I need everybody to realize, for people that have listened to the podcast for a long time, uh, I forgot all about having this, but look, I got sound effects. That's how you feel about my emotions with my book right now. It is. I put my book down to be here, people. This is how much I love you. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that. I can't. It just took such a twist. It'll be fine. I'm 32 hours committed to this series. 30. Uh, Two. I mean, I can say that about like TV shows. There's oh. not a book. I'm not spending. That's why I don't read books. Forget Ooh, that. Oh, I just need to know how it ends. And there's 41 chapters left, and I have work for three days. That's what she said. That doesn't even apply to that situation. It applies to every situation. You suck. That's what she said. Applies to every situation. Although, hey, that's what she said. Applies to what you just said too. Okay, that one did work. <laughs> Bazinga. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you win. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So, uh, Katie's here tonight. Robert is unfortunately feeling under the weather again. He will be back hopefully next week. Uh, little tease, stay around. I'll tell you about the show for next week. Uh, James has been waiting a long time for this one, y'all. You just don't even it's know. It's a Christmas miracle. I'm just telling you right now. Next He's week's been show talking is about be, it for a while. It's going to be awesome. Uh, also, our giveaway for December, our first week of December, is tonight. Yeah. Uh, if you have not entered, there are three more weeks in December that we are giving away. I say we, it's not us. It's our friends over at Colossal Constrictors. They're giving away uh, different gifts. This week's giveaway is going to be a red line uh, scraper set, which I, again, I thought was ridiculous when they first came out with, but I use it all the time. It's got tons of different scraper tools for getting your rates off of everything. So, end of the show, we'll give that away to one winner. Uh, if you have not entered, all you have to do is go to our Facebook. You'll see the post pinned at the top. Tell us what you want for Christmas. What reptile-related thing you want for Christmas. And you're entered for free. I want another Mist King. For what? Just to have. To use where? Because we might need it one day, James. For what? I don't know. This one does? I do want another one. Actually, I want to hook up all of my boa cages, all of my four-foot cages, to a Mist King. And just have it go off like for a little bit in the morning, like a morning dew, and a little bit at night for the nighttime. Uh, and see how that does with the boas. There you go. See? We need another one. I also need to redo my entire snake room. Um, and build, Sounds like a good Christmas break I need, build, I need to build stands and I'm going to, yeah, it's going to be a big thing. So anyways, uh, go enter our giveaway and once you go to tell us what you want for Christmas and then give Colossal Constrictors a like on Instagram or Facebook. They are amazing people. They did our giveaway last week or last month. They did our giveaway last December when we gave away, what was it? Um, oh, a temp gun every week of December. Yeah, that was cool. That was. And so this week we're actually doing, this month we're doing something different. So this again, this week is the scraper set. At some point we're giving away bedding, a digital scale, a probe set. So go get entered for that. Yeah. Oh, let's see who's in the chat tonight. Here's our buddy, Lewis. I'll go ahead and, ooh, 
Let me. I was going to say, let me go ahead and do these real quick before we get too sidetracked, and then we'll bring our guest in as well. He may have some things to weigh on, weigh in on. At least his wife understands how I'm feeling about books. Are you looking for a high-quality PVC rack? If you are, look no further than Lone Star Reptile Racks. They offer a variety of sizes for all snakes. Types of snakes, geckos, rats, and more. You can even order something custom. Shipping is available, or you can plan to pick up at a Herps Reptile Show near you. Visit ellisreptileracks.com to reach out to Lone Star Reptile Racks today. Yeah, what she said. Uh, Lil's Shop of Horrors. Lil's Shop of Horrors is a small feeder and pet supply business based in San Antonio, and they regularly schedule feeder meetups around San Antonio as well as other neighboring towns and cities. They offer shipping on their feeder insects, isopods, and are working on starting shipping on their feeder rodents too. All feeders are raised on a nutritional diet that optimizes the health of the reptiles and the amphibians that consume them. Yeah, go give a shout out to Lewis. He'll hook you up with some awesome feeders. Uh, if you need if any of our any of our sponsor stuff, you can go to our website, thereptilegumbopodcast.com. And thanks to our amazing listener, uh, Nathan, you can go there and see everything. Yeah, he's awesome. He is. You can see all the list, the, get the list of all of our guests and then go to our sponsors. You got all of our sponsors on there. Uh, so yeah, go check that out. Also herps. Remind me, I need to look at herps. Here we go. Next herp show is, Ooh, damn. January. We're done for the year. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Oklahoma city, Oklahoma is January 13th, January 14th. And then off to Longview, Texas, January 20th, 21st. And then my birthday weekend. I'll be there at least. I don't know if anyone else from the show will be there. Uh, it's UIL competition weekend. It, it really just depends on any of my kids make it to the final. If she I be there, it might not be till Saturday. She means kids at school, not our kid. Do, I'm coaching them. They're Anyways, excited. They're good. They can at, at worst, I will be there doing solo interviews, which will be awkward. Josephine will not be there. She'll be in Galveston with her Girl Scouts. She doesn't help me on the podcast, so it doesn't really affect me much. Sorry. Anyways, that's Conroe, 27th, 28th, January. Corpus Christi, Texas, February 24th, February 25th. Baton Rouge, Louisiana, technically Gonzalez. March 2nd and March 3rd. Bryan College Station, March 9th, March 10th. Rosenberg, Texas, which is our new home show, which threw me off because it's basically Sugarland. March 16th and March 17th. And then Slidell, Louisiana, April 6th and April 7th. Uh, let's see what we got in the comments real quick. Darren asked, is Miss King the best system to use? It's what we use on our chameleon and on our skinks back here. And I'm telling you, it's, yeah, it's the best one. I haven't used the other ones, but uh, well, just We literally set it up and it does its thing. And we just make sure it doesn't run out of the water in the jug. Yeah, I just use a five-gallon uh, a five gallon jug you'd use like on a, on a water cooler. And I just drop the thing down. It's great. I mean, compared to like some of the cheaper ones, I'll say cheaper ones, though, like you go to pet like ZooMed and all, it's definitely quality wise better than all of them. I would recommend Miss King. And it's so easy to set up. I sit, you set up on tons of timers. I don't worry about it. It goes off in the morning, goes off at night. Uh, we haven't killed the chameleon yet. So that's a bonus. It sounds like you expected me to do that. I don't mm. appreciate how mm, that kinda. sounded. <gasps> you did not. Did you really? Uh, Unacceptable. Lewis. Anyways. Uh, Lewis said he just got done cleaning rats. That's gross. But, uh, anybody needs rats. got to do it. Speaking of rats. Ooh, I've got, I got mice in the garage. Yeah. Don't let me forget that I got to feed snakes tonight. Luna did a really great job at her program today. Oh, I have a mouse my for your snake too. snake. I need to take it to school. Stop. Don't take my paper clips. Oh, okay. I'm grading papers. Uh, anyways, am I missing anybody? VivTech bulbs. If you need a, a LED UV light bulb. Go check out VivTech and get your bulb for 15% off. You can use code GUMBO22. Get 15% off your bulbs, smart devices, anything that VivTech does, which all of it is high quality. I strongly recommend because along with our Miss King, we're not getting any sort of sponsorship for. Um, <laughs> no. I've got VivTech bulbs and all the stuff behind us too. So 
need to reach out to Miss King. Hey. <laughs> That'd be funny. Uh, you got anything else, Katie? No. Re- ready? Yeah, bring in our guest. I'm going to bring in our guest, and then I'm going to butcher his business name. I, it's, it's, it's pronounced the exact same way it's spelled. Oh, see, you're trying to figure it out right now. Yeah, see? Don't give me shit. You're looking at it right now on the screen. All right, let's try this. I'm going to do it. Maybe. I'm gonna, I think, I'm, think I might know it. I'm going to mess it up. Our guest tonight is Jake Hole from... The, the Ophidarium? Ophidarium. Oh, no, what? You're leaving out letters. Ophidarium. <laughs> there we go. Oh, I see that other eye. Ah, see. <laughs> God, I need And glasses. you teach... You have glasses. I need new glasses. <laughs> That's not good. You're her already... defense, it's Greek, so it's not her fault. See, thank you. <laughs> see, I like this guy. He already takes my this, side. <laughs> this is his wife. His wife's in the chat. <laughs> oh, see, there you go. She's That's why he's being she's nice. <laughs> He, he chose like one I of said, the, she'll she'll sympathize you with you. With I was going to say, I, I put a book down. So. Normally, I at least speak to our guests when I come up here. And who are you fussing at? The dogs at the top of the stairs deciding to play right there. They have the entire oh, fucking house. That's funny. And they're going to play right outside the door. I apologize. Normally, I sit down and when it's people I don't know, I'm like, hi, I'm so and so. Nice to meet you. And I'm asking questions. And you <laughs> caught me at a really bad point in the book I'm reading. And like, yeah. Anyways, I'm okay now. I had a little snack. That's why I don't read. See? We're good. <laughs> Here, Katie, I'll help you out. I hate you, James. You know what? You can go for your walk by yourself tonight. I'm just going to lose a foot. I'm not going for a walk. Oh, crap. I keep hitting the wrong button. That's what she said. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyways, how's it going, Jake? It's going all right. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah. I need people to understand. He's got ball pythons. No. Oh. So, he's... This is kind of, we get a special check from the government by having people like we this. We do what? not, <laughs> because then StreamYard would be paid for not out of my bank account. That is true. I, <laughs> we, yeah, that's true. Okay, You're just trying to appeal to the masses. Uh, uh, well, we're, we're on the end by listening. If you want to uh, join our Patreon, please. Uh, I did the math the other day on how much I spend on the podcast every month. Yeah, we don't want to talk about it on here because we would like to remain married. So I'm not don't stop. even go there. I'm not going to stop spending it. It's going to no, happen. No, it's still, it's there at this point. It's coming out. It's in the budget, but I did not sign on for that. I do want to thank Nathan. Nathan just, <laughs> after Nathan did all the stuff for us for the, the website, he also became a Patreon man, uh, member. He's awesome. I feel bad. Like he needs to stop getting, uh, Nathan, I appreciate Nathan it. Nathan bought, bought books for my classroom. He did. Last year. I cried when I opened that box. It was the greatest thing. I had the whole freaking series of a set that I wanted for my kids and they get read all the time. It's I don't amazing. Know, James, you better be careful with friends like that. <laughs> no, I'm not worried. Not worried. No. <laughs> she's dealt with this for 18 years. She's not. I'm not going anywhere. She's stuck. <laughs> uh, all right. So what all uh, what all do you have? I already mentioned part of it, but let's go ahead and talk about some of the stuff that's non ball Python too. And let's also talk about where yeah. the name came from since oh, it's we'll, Greek. We'll sure. Yeah. Yeah. No. So. So um, we were given our first snake, actually, um, back in the very end of 2019. A friend of my wife from college had a ball python. Uh, he also had a hog nose, but he's kept the hog nose, but he was just rehoming because he wasn't in a good spot where he could keep it. So my, uh, my probably three-year-old, four-year-old daughter at the time was really into reptiles. And we went to a couple of different reptile places in the area. And uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of this. It's pretty big up here, but Clyde Peeling's Reptiland. That's up up in PA here, northern PA. But that's like a big reptile place. Um, that's right. I forgot you're in PA. I, I got some stuff I want to talk about later about Pennsylvania. But anyways, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, so so that kind of started some of that interest and then went to, um, or anyways, then uh, her friend was offering us this ball python and we're like, well, our daughter really likes it. Let me look into this because I'm not just going to jump into this crazy thing, even though I wasn't like a snake person, but I wasn't like a hater of snakes or anything like that. But, I get uh, that. Yeah, so... Um, I was an animal person all my life, so I definitely, definitely didn't have anything against any kind of animals like that. Well, that's but, good because a lot of people will be like, "I'm an animal person," and then when you mention snakes, they're like, "I don't like snakes." Well, then you're not an animal person. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we got the first ball python, and it was not a very friendly ball python because he didn't really do anything with it other than keep it and feed it, and sometimes it wouldn't eat. And I don't know what research he had done prior to getting it. But anyways, so we got it and I was like, well, I'm not going to let my daughter hold this uh, snappy adult snake or whatever. (laughs) And so we were like, after a little bit of time and looking more into snakes and ball pythons, it led you down the rabbit hole of what actually the ball python hobby and everything like that is. So we ended up getting a second ball python that was a baby and so at this point, there's like 30 snakes in our house. So, so from 2019 till now, there's 30 snakes in our house. Such so, cute little numbers. Adorable. Yeah. So I <laughs> I have a zoology club at my elementary school. I teach fourth grade English. Um, I'm actually grading rough drafts tonight. I apologize. Um. Anyways, but we had a meeting after school today, and our corn snake was one of the snakes that we brought out. And one of the kids was like, "How many animals do you have at your house?" And I was like, "Um, over a hundred. I don't actually know the real number." They were like, <gasps> "You just stop counting at some point." I don't even know what you got in there. Like, I I'm not. This is gonna sound horrible. Every other room in the house, I could tell you what we've gotten where, and probably how to take care of it. Do you know what's in there next to you? These are the calabars. Yeah. But that's only because I didn't know, like, last week, the whole podcast, I didn't realize there were snakes literally right here next to me. Just three of them over there. I was like, okay, cool. I turned around and was like, whoa, there's some snake in here. One's sitting right up on top of the hide. Anywho, if I were to go into his room, I would know a handful of what was in there. That's about (laughs) it. And I'd have to open tubs to figure out what was in what tubs because I don't even know how to read the labels that he has on them. I need to go through and relabel a bunch of stuff. I've added some stuff since the last time I labeled. Like the whole point system and like the one point whatever. Like I don't know which side's boys, uh, which side's male, girls. Male first, female, and then unknown. Why isn't it alphabetical? No. What? Huh? Why don't females come first? Do you have to ask that question? Boy, I will stab you with this purple pen. <laughs> I, I don't know. In the eyeball. Probably because it was a system made, it was probably a system made by men at some point. I don't know what to tell probably you. Probably true. Like alphabetically, you know, female you know comes what? first because they save the best for last, which apparently is unknown. <laughs> I guess I don't know how to tell you that's because the unknown is the last number. But oh, uh, that's funny. You could figure out most of the stuff in there. I, I, I mean, it's a safe. You're bed. giving me more credit. It's than a I safe bet if it's in a tub. Just say sand boa, and it's probably a sand boa. <laughs> that's true. So that's. I mean, there's only about like the more 40 important thing is that if something happens to him, I know who to call about what snakes. That's the important part. Are I you have plan- I have people. That's Travis the- Wyman, I'm calling Are you. Planning you. on shit happening? <laughs> <laughs> well, if never mind. She's got contingency plans. Yeah, <laughs> him not eating the way he needs to. Yeah, you know what? That's wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You're gonna lose your foot before I do. You can get mechanical feet, so. Oh yeah. 
Anyways. All right. Sorry. <laughs> I'm done bitching tonight, I guess. Uh. So let's let's get into the name and then we'll get back into the collection. So you decided I really want to name my company something that no one can pronounce. And mm-hmm. so when they're like, I went to a show and I saw that table with you know the O people. <laughs> yep. yep. Is that your logo the on the singing <laughs> on the wall behind you? Yeah. yeah. That yep, is a cool logo though. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That was a combination effort of mine and my wife's. So we kind of It's very simplistic so, yeah. and clean. So let's get into the name. And then I do want to get into the logo because there's some things I do want to talk about because you are kind of new and starting out and uh, well, we'll get into some of that. So the name first. Yeah. So the name, my brother, older brother, um, the more intelligent older brother, he has the vocabulary that none of us other siblings combined have. So, so he threw out the phrase that, well, at some point we're going to have an ophidiarium of our own over at our house or whatever. So I was like, well, what is an ophidiarium? Yeah, I know. So like, oh, I'll look it up. And I was like, uh, why do you even know what this word is? To, like, so I looked it up and I was like, yeah, that's actually kind of cool. So, I mean, it's it's literally just snake and house. house yeah. So it's just snake house. Yeah, because like, the fear of snakes is... Uh, oh, oh, shit. What is it? I got nothing. I, I didn't know it. I'm going to look it Although up. Although I did almost give a teacher a heart attack this afternoon. It was unintentional. <laughs> Ophidiophobia. I should have yeah, just, ophidiophobia. Which is yep. fear of snakes. So I knew that I knew it was snake thing. Yeah. Cool, cool. But you're right. Like I didn't want to have a name that that was too common or Jake's too balls. Generic. You don't want to do it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or hate holy it. balls or whatever you want. Yeah. Oh yeah, you could have done that even. You wanted your daughter to be able to work your table and not have a name like that to deal with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say I don't want my mom to be like, wait, what did you name? The problem is in, in 2023, <laughs> there is no originality when you're making a corny name with balls at the end of it. Oh, God, no. It's yeah. it's all been done. You're copying someone or just doing a version of somebody else's funny name with balls. And it just proves to me that you don't have like serious aspirations of being a breeder. You just, just thought but it was it's funny. funny. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> it, it's, well, we're all immature, so. Yeah. <laughs> the, but the, yeah, like like um sorry about names and stuff like that. The um I had a point. I can't remember what it was now. Nah, we float around the story of you'll come back to it later, life. I swear. <laughs> but I like the logo. The, the couple things I like about the logo. One, it's, it's a it's a snake house. It's so, so it's yeah. Oh it is okay, I see Jesus that. Jesus Christ, Katie. <laughs> Oh, I just yeah. saw like the Greek leaves and it was green and it was a snake. Bazinga. And... <sighs> I hate you. I There's hate layers this board. to it. There's layers. To it. I like, like it. It's like an onion. It's got layers. I like that it's simplistic. Like a parfait. Though. James has been Nobody on a, don't like parfaits. James has been on a tangent for the last 24 hours about people that don't have simplistic logos. <laughs> so I, I, I've started putting stickers and I had somebody reach out to me because they want stickers. They didn't have a logo, but they had a name. In this little script on like a plaid background and like, an oh. idea, they um, had an idea, no. like, and and they're and they're <laughs> they were like, I want it rustic and western. I was like, okay, rustic. So I went with like a their name on top of like. But a, what I consider rustic is not apparently what she did. <laughs> well, I did she on, didn't like well, it. I did it on like a, the back backdrop was like a white panel fence, like whitewashed fence, and then their logo over top of that in turquoise, <laughs> which I think western. I think turquoise. I was like, sure, it's yeah. simple. It's clean. It's easy to read. She said, "How about this?" And she sent me this picture of like this, <laughs> like super detailed. Like I, it, I was like, "You realize when I put words on top of that, you won't see the words." 
Like, it's not going to. And then she goes, okay, what about cow print? <laughs> Which is way easier. I just did cow print. It's fine. But it's a super why not, like, cute. like longhorns or something like that? But, I mean, yeah. I feel like the one you had originally was much more classy. Well, that's the thing. I, it drives me nuts seeing people's logos. Like, I like your logo. I like the, the all of these. I mean, it's Greek. And then you got, and it comes from, so I get that. And it's a snake house. It's simple. It's a logo you can put on anything. Yep. Uh, yep. No one has to try and stare at it to figure out what it is. Uh, the only yeah. tricky thing is working your name into it on certain things. Because it's yeah. a long name. Not really, because he could totally just curve it along the outside yeah. of the leaf. Or above it. I would do above yeah. it. Yeah, we have some different concept designs we put together. We don't really have any stickers or anything like that yet or or business cards we have a know a guy that we came up with (laughs) i know a guy i see i see lots of people and they like they make all of this art for the logo i'm like that is not the place for art if you want to do that make a sticker to give away at your table says the creator of a podcast what who used art for his logo for the first year Yeah. Or more. more. No, but <laughs> that's true. I, I use a tattoo artist to make it. I still love that that logo. Oh, I do too. But it is a complicated logo for putting on stuff. The new logo is much more simple. Um, so, yes. Well, you see, I had the benefit of that same older brother with, with the better vocabulary than me. He also works as a graphic design artist. Ah. And he is an artist on the side too. Like He's just very good, very talented. So I grew up around him. He's 11 years Eleven years older than me, but I grew up around wait, wait, wait. Him, watching who, him. Right? Who was the oops baby? Who was the oops baby? Well, I'm not the last of the last. Oh, okay. <laughs> Usually, there's a huge gap. Either someone had a baby, one baby, way too early that they didn't plan on, or they had one baby way too late they didn't plan on. No, they. It was there's six of us, so it was. That's too many. Was, seven yeah. of us. That's still too many. You say seven. Well, there's six of us. And two of them she didn't give birth to. No, but they lived with us growing up, so they totally counted. But she li- they lived with y'all once they were older. She no. didn't have to change diapers. Well, she didn't have to. They changed our diapers. I get that. But see, that, 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 that's built-in eight, babysitting. They're eight and 12 years older than us. That's built-in babysitting. His older brother that he's talking about is the same age not, difference between my older siblings. But that's not the same as... His mom's vagina had to deal with six James, kids. He does not want to hear us talk about this. I'm it's gonna bi- need you biology. to stop. That's that's a lot of kids coming out of a, that's a lot of kids. They could have been C-section. Who are you to judge right now? That's true. There'd be better options for dad. What the hell is wrong with you? Well, tonight? I'm just thinking logically. Jake, I apologize for this man. No. I do not claim this is mine. What? It's it's something you have to worry about. Thank God you had a C-section. <laughs> anyway, just one kid and one kid. My uh, wife had three C-sections, so yeah. Mine slept through the night at two months old, and I was afraid that the next one would not. So we have one. <laughs> I just realized they were expensive, so I said we're having one. And like, she's currently feeding herself downstairs because she texted me, "Hey, this is what I'm making for dinner." I said, "Okay, go." <laughs> I offered to feed her earlier. She was not hungry. They're always Pop-tarts. not hungry when you offer food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're only hungry at like bedtime. Hey, what's for dinner? That thing you had three hours ago when oh, it was dinner time. God. Right yeah. before you brush your teeth. I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> I saw, she'll, she'll, she'll do it. She'll, she'll ask come after. at like 10 o'clock. Hey, what, uh, what's for dinner? Teeth, I'm like, we sat down. Face. We ate dinner all together. Remember that? Oh, that was dinner? <laughs> I was like, it was at It was seven. a meal I mean, it was at 7 p.m. What do you expect it to be? <sighs> Kids. Snakes are so much easier. 
Yeah, once a week you worry about them. Yeah, or once a month or (laughs) whenever you think about it. Yeah. Oh, anyways. So, all right. So you are now sitting at roughly 40-ish animals, but you are predominantly ball pythons. Predominantly, yep. So you haven't seen the the, 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 the light yet. But anyways, what else? You have a pair of what? I have a pair of Popwin carpets, um, and then I have... For for the older people listening, that's IJs. Yes, IJs. Harris and I. Harris and I, right? Well, you're guys. I can't call them pop. It just feels weird. I'm used to saying IJs. And then <laughs> at the same time as they changed over to pop one pythons, then pop ones became popular and you had yep. a completely different python. Yeah. With the, the same, same name. <laughs> I'm like, yep. this is just confusing yeah. for people. I, I, I've, I've seen and talked with, um, Owen McIntyre yeah. from, from, uh, Morelli Python radio a couple times at shows and stuff. And one of the first times I said, Oh, I have some, I have some popcorn carpets, and he's like, pop ones? And I was like, no, popcorn carpets. Carpets. He's like, oh, okay, yeah, those are a big snake. He's like, there's a difference there. <laughs> a little bit, but, a little bit. Yeah, they, they're drastically different. Um, but I, I like IJs. They, uh, they're they a weird one, and that's I, I will probably give Eric uh, Burke all the credit for where they're at now. Yeah. Because they used to just be a dirt snake. They had the ugly-ass brown carpet. They were like, oh, they're just the small carpet. You, They're the carpet, they're small, but they're all brown and ugly. But uh, oh, they have yeah. a lot of colors. He did it on, uh, why can I not think of, and uh, Hunt, Billy Hunt, also yes. did a lot with bringing them in. Uh, but I saw some pictures of yours after they shed on, you had on Instagram, and man, they tons yeah. of color. Like, it took me a second to realize, oh, that is an IJ, and it's not just brown and <laughs> slightly yellowish. Yeah, no, they're they're really nice pair. Um, the ones, the ones like, uh, I'm trying to think. The one I got from, they both came to me through one person, but... Um, they were bred by the female was from Stephen Katz yeah. out in California. And then the male was born, uh, bred by Jacob Bratz. Yeah. Bro, yeah. I, was just, yep. I know yep. all of those names <laughs> yep. and people. So yep. I've, I and, hit J- I've hit Jacob Bratz in the nuts with a beanbag. Oh my God. <laughs> he was too he drunk was to remember. He so was so drunk fine. that night. I remember that now. That was fun. We should go to another car. Yeah, that was session. before COVID. That was before COVID. And then the world changed and nothing's fun anymore. No. That was like no. a month before COVID. I was going to say, that was a month before everything shut down. Oh, man. We were in Disney World when the world shut down. Like, in Disney World. <laughs> we uh, we just came back from We had just come show. back from, we were in New Orleans. Yeah. And they were like, wow. the state of Louisiana was claiming that's where it all started the weekend prior. And I'm like, fuck, we yeah, were and then, there. And then all the, people, all the people we know were like, I don't feel good. I don't feel good. And I'm like, ah, oh, shit, what's wrong with everybody? <laughs> but so you got in you're you're basically a covid person though for the hobby you're one of those people that got in around covid time and when things just were, before yep yeah, yep yeah, right right around that, did you yeah. did you use your covid money on snakes no oh, okay okay you were responsible <laughs> there you so, go you know i know you're not one someone that did that because you're not currently selling your entire collection on facebook <laughs> right right that is the number right. one thing right now if someone you watch selling entire collection i'm like you got in in 2020 didn't you that's that's what happened <laughs> Yeah. No, I've seen so many of those lately too. <laughs> That's crazy. It's a uh, well, it's, it's tempting cr- though, but then not tempting at the same time. <laughs> I've said before, I was like, man, I've, I've thought where like I can just get rid of everything and then I don't have to clean cages anymore or take care of anything. And I'm like, but then what would I do? Like, that's a big part of my life. I, if I just got rid of reptiles, although, like I said last week, I would get rid of everything for a Chinese alligator. So if we could make that happen, Katie, just go steal me a Chinese alligator. I've already told you no. You, you know, you no, no, no. You told me yes to a Chinese alligator. 
I told you I wouldn't steal one from Chris. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to steal one from Chris Dieter myself. No, you have to obtain it legally. But they're expensive and there's Sorry. paperwork. Quit whining. I want one. Anyways. Uh, Where's that let it go button? I'm not letting Push it go. Push that let it I'm go button, it go. James. You don't have the buttons. I don't have the buttons. You know what? It's probably a good thing I don't have the buttons. It's a good thing you've already eaten dinner. Because I have a feeling by the time this is over, I would not be cooking for you. That's what she said. It is literally what she said. I, I know. You know what? You know what? This is a lot of I don't how did I forget that this thing does sounds? <laughs> this is You cannot use them next week. Oh, this week you yes have to I be can. professional. No, I'm gonna we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Anyways. Uh so ha, have you been when did you start breeding? You got into stuff in nineteen and then you did the whole thing where oh shit, you got a bunch of them quickly. Yeah. When did you start breeding? Well, this season was our second season of breeding. So I I got we ended up getting like three or four that first year of getting snakes. Um, and then they were all babies, of course. And then I saw somebody advertised for a couple of sub adults that were close to breeding size or about to be breeding size. And then I got those and that is the, the female from there was a GHI Mojave hypo. And she was the, the dam to the first clutch that we had last year, 2022. And then this year, 2023, I had one clutch as well. So, so two clutches. When you got into them, how did you decide which morphs you want to start with? Cause I mean, did you, did you just go, Hey, which Brown is the prettiest Brown? <laughs> no, no. I mean, some of them are Brown, but <laughs> so many of them are Brown. I, I, I say, I, especially mine because I have, I'm definitely playing the head game because I don't have a lot of a lot of funds to get a lot of visual genes expressed in all the different snakes and stuff. But yeah, <laughs> if you stick with it, you can get there. It's the problem is everybody oh, yeah. gets out of it after like three or four years. And like I didn't make anything. I'm like, well, because you didn't do anything. It's, yeah, what do you expect? <laughs> yeah, especially yeah. when people buy, buy a collection and then keep them for a couple of years. This animal's now switched places. It's gone to a new home. You're like, why does the thing not breed the first year? I'm like. Cause because it's not going to breed the first year all the time. Yeah. You haven't had any. If you you've had all your things you've bred and got clutches from, they've all been healthy. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent hatch rate. Um, no issues with any of the snakes. They've all thrived and all See, that good stuff. You haven't had negative yeah. stuff yet. Well, no, don't put that juju yeah. on him. Juju. What's it's, wrong with it's you? It's not juju. It's it's bound. Something is bound to happen. I, I mean, the most negative thing is when we got. I got, had gotten a pair of emerald tree boas. And the female needed to be euthanized oh, because man. it was not healthy. So that was probably the most negative thing I had straight, to deal with. Straight imports. Yeah, they were both imports. Yeah, that's that's what it was from. <laughs> I, that that's the that's the learning curve of uh, only being a year and a half or so into. You were like, it's pretty, owning. it's green. I want one. Ah, yeah. yeah, this one's cheaper over here. Yeah, that's <laughs> it happens to everybody. It happens to everybody, especially for emeralds, because like for captive bred emeralds, they are expensive. But man, yeah, there's there's so much less <laughs> headache than than the yeah. wild caught ones. The male's been great though. He's a year and a half now that we've had him almost, and I mean he hasn't missed a meal. He hasn't had any issues that's with great. regurgitation, so he's solid. Feel really good about him. But that's my favorite arboreal snake is the is the emerald. I just love the the face. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's just like that. It's uh, like a old reptile species looking thing. It's, I've, well, I've just always um, thought that they yeah. have the best scientific name. It explains their face. I've always thought their face to me looks like a bulldog. I was just about to say they yeah. have that bulldog and then, jaw. And their genus, or their uh, species name is Canis. So it's just like, they're like, yeah, yeah it's, it looks like a dog. We're going to name it a dog. <laughs> and then it's got yep. gnarly teeth. Have you seen your jaw yeah. or anything yet? Oh, yeah. And then like my wife is like, <laughs> after I got them, she's like, wait, you didn't tell me that their teeth are that big. She's like <laughs> looking up pictures on Google. She's like, uh, Jake, what did we get into here? What uh, was great. I was like, Go ahead. I'm sorry. No. And then my father-in-law was like, well, those are venomous. What are you doing with that? You better be careful around the girls with that. I'm like, they're, they're not venomous. They just how, have big fangs. How many big, people uh, in your family have asked you if you're going to get rid of snakes because you have the kids? <laughs> Well, oh, but it, wait, no, 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 though he got the snakes yeah, after still, he had kids. It doesn't matter. Though. There's still family members that will say, "Are you going to get rid of those?" Yeah. No, my my wife's grandmother, when she heard that we got snakes, she's like, "Well, you know that those things those things are very dangerous. You got to be very careful." Talking about when we had a little baby ball python, I'm like, <laughs> "Like, oh, we'll be okay. Yeah, we'll be it's fine. Gonna, I know what we're." It's going to lay down next to your kid and size her up and then wait a few months and then eat her. That's When I was pregnant with our daughter, who's almost 13, he uh, we had lots of family members want to know when we were going to start rehoming stuff just because I was pregnant. <laughs> I mean, I'll start getting rid of family members before I, I get rid like, of snakes. Uh, no. That's funny. I'm not getting rid of my dog. Why would I get rid of something I keep in a cage all the time like a snake? Yeah. <laughs> so what right now and, is... Yeah your direction that you're going what what uh gene not that i'll know what it looks like because i only know a handful of them but what gene do you think is the one you want to work with as far as the ball pythons go um there's a there's probably two major projects if you want to call it that that i'm kind of focusing around currently and that's hypo clown which is not the most out, outlandish type of thing you know what that mixing is. in some some incomplete dominant genes with those but um the other one would be the black lace project. I'm getting know. like a like a highway black lace project going that way. Um, gravel, yellow belly, black lace. Black lace is a is a recessive gene, so that's the layers to it. But just yeah. for the record, when you type in black lace to Google, you get all kinds of stuff. Well, you know, if you don't finish python. out with ball python. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I don't mind clown. I can look at that and go, "Hey, that snake's different." My my yeah, problem you're is you're not gonna like the black lace. It's just fucking normal ball python. It's it's, it's pretty normal. It's yeah. a dark. It's dark just darker. Theme. Like yeah, like it's so, so it just makes it with hypo you. and cancel out. It's not you. I just I need it shit almost, to look different. See, and it almost to me it makes the the darker colors look more vibrant on it. Yeah, yeah. It's more of a me snake than you think. Yeah. Again, it will look its best. It's six months old. And then it's all downhill. Yeah. Twilight. Well, that's why I got carpet pythons going. See, and those look better as they age. And then you got really smart and got boas because they don't lay eggs. <laughs> right. Not to worry about it. Darren Watson said, was the first ball python a wild type or was it a morph? I'm sure if you ask somebody, it was probably a morph or a dinker project. And I don't know if anybody still uses that around, but. Oh, it's used. Yeah. <laughs> everybody's it's a dinker project. No, it's just weird incubation. Your snake looks weird. It's fine. It'll, gonna give you normal babies calm the fuck down but i don't i i've said before i don't hate ball pythons i hate in general ball python people and not all ball python people 
So I'm like, I'll hate you, Jake. I just hate the really fucking annoying ball python bros who think they're genetics wizards after like getting a D in high school biology and not understanding how to even spell Punnett Square. And they want to try and tell I probably, you- oh man, I probably got a D in high school for biology. <laughs> See, I don't like it. I'm just kidding. That's just the biology teacher in me. He's like, hey, what a waste. Uh, no, I just, oh, but you've met those people that are just like, they're so full mm. of themselves and they haven't done a serious fucking thing in their life. I, I get it. You bought some ball pythons. You got lucky enough that they fucked in a closet and made you some brown ball pythons. You're not God, God's geez. gift to the world. Calm down. No, yeah. I definitely don't view myself as as having uh, near the experience and, and, and uh, I don't know what you want to call it. I don't have a lot to put to my name right now because I have not done much. <laughs> but it's like the, yeah. the person in the group that Asked Justin Kabilka, told Justin Kabilka he didn't know what he was talking about in a ball python group. And then they kicked him yeah. out of a ball python group. Those are the people I can't stand. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Shut, shut up. Or the guy, well, this leads to who we're having on next week, but the guy I told Warren Booth once asked him what he knew about genetics. Like, the dude's a oh doctor. Goodness. He's not. <laughs> uh, oh, so those are the people that drive me nuts. But, anyways, I want to, I do want to go into the two questions and then some other stuff, but I want to go, we asked a couple of questions this week. Holy moly. What? The questions this week. Well, they, they they all hopped on one. They didn't hop on the one that I was hoping they would. Yeah, I noticed that it was all. It was all the other one. on one question. But it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's a good question, and I do want to go through those. But uh, some in depth answers there. So our first question was: Should a breeder be responsible for vetting customers, and if so, what's the best way to vet them? And we've mentioned this quite a bit on here, yeah. here and there. But it's always interesting because we get a lot of new people in, and here, interesting what people say. So let's go through. I'll go through a few answers first. God, everybody wrote a fucking novel here. You want me to pull it up and help? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. I read some of those too. They were pretty good. <laughs> They're good, but man, yeah. Let's see. Uh, John Feely. We know John Feely. Uh, 100% believe so and do to everyone and do. Oh, he does. To everyone before they buy, I get experience level, how they plan to house the animal, why they want to purchase it, i.e. pet or breeding. I ask how I can help along the journey may not be the best, but it's what I do, and I try to stay in touch and do periodic checkups for the first year. Who did you just read? John Feely. What question are you on? The one I just read out loud, that one. Oh. That one? Yeah. I don't see John's answer. It's It was a day ago. It's right here in front of me, because you, you got to go up here. I did. All con- I did. I don't know what to tell you then. I got nothing for you. Uh, I'm looking at it. Are you on the discussion board? No, or are you on the I'm podcast, on podcast page? It's the only place I post them. I don't ever do this. I don't know how it works. Well, I'm telling you it's there because I did not just make up John Feely's response. I but know. did. Uh, that's interesting, John. I hope I hope that my made up response. Oh, here he is. Oh, how about that? He's like, have, okay, never mind. Wait for it. Wait for it. I hate you. <laughs> Anyways, do you want to read Danielle's? Sure. Danielle decided to write a novel there. Uh, she said, absolutely. They're selling an animal, not an inanimate <clears throat> object. I think they have a moral obligation to ensure that those animals are going to a home willing to do right by that animal. Asking basic questions should be enough to know whether someone is ready for the animal they're selling and if they're willing to learn what they need to. If they don't, then they run the risk of the animals that they bothered to bring in the world going into homes that are going to stunt them or neglect them, arguably, which could be the same thing, or worse. And that's just not okay. 
She actually knows someone that is a quote unquote experienced keeper, has many different species and genuinely knows diddly squat about the animals that she keeps and how to properly keep them. And talking to her for just five seconds would clue any knowledgeable person in a home with her that it would be a bad home. Yeah, but someone that doesn't know will listen to someone like that and take them. And take them at, this is how it should be. Yeah, which is another concern we tend to have. Uh, Let's see. Our friend Brittany Nicole Deason uh, from Repticulture says, yes, in conversation... It, it, my God, Brittany, you can't type. She said it's, it should have been any conversation. It doesn't any take anything con- crazy just to get a feel, just a simple conversation will take. I, I can read Brittany. I understand I'm glad, what she's going I, for. That is not what she typed. She said most of the time people can out themselves pretty fast. Like if they either know them what they're talking about or they don't. And if you know what you're supposed to be listening for, you can figure it out pretty quick. Yeah, what she said. I got her. Uh, Ish said, personally, I would. I had to ask some basic questions to get a feel for the customer's experience and capability to properly care for an animal. With that being said, I'm fortunate to work with a niche or niche species where everyone in the community knows everyone. So in that aspect, I know that any animal going to them would be in capable hands. Which uh, He's a carpet guy. Yeah. He's a cool guy. Yeah. Um, dun, dun, dun. Brad... Brad John said that snakes are his main. You are not reading all of his, are you? No, I was going to give you the cliff notes. Okay. Do you have the cliff notes yet? Because you just opened it up. You have no idea what that giant paragraph says. As I was saying before, if you press that button, so help me God, James Lewis. Stop it. (laughs) Just for that, I ought to read the whole thing. Don't read the whole thing. Uh, Brad said snakes are his main interest. So his answer really focused heavy on how he feels about snakes, but he feels like it could also translate into other, other reptiles. Um, he also, he feels that the level of experience the person has and what they plan on doing with the snake, is it a pet? Is it for breeding should determine the direction that your conversation needs to go? Um, no. And and I think he's right, though. Um, For example, you know, if they're looking to get a yellow or green anaconda, that's going to be a completely different mind frame than if you're getting something much easier to take care of. Um, Responsible breeding should be where the example starts. Did you like my cliff notes, James? James. (sighs) That one doesn't fit. I am not fun. a fan of of Dallas and Manda right now. Fucking lord. What? Sorry, were you saying something? Oh my god. Uh, anyways, uh, Nathan Holcomb said, "I would say yes to a degree, and most of it should or could be done by casual conversation." Um, yeah. da, 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 and most of the other answers are the same thing. Most, most people say yes. Uh, and, I, I, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I kind of selfishly full disclosure selfishly put those questions out there because like, I kind of want to know what people's opinions on how they do it because I'm not in the position where I've had to sell or start selling anything yet. But like in the future, that's going to be something that I'm going to have to deal with. How am I going to, how am I going to balance what I think is going to be a, a, a good decision to sell to somebody or not? Like what, what's going to be that cutoff? Like where would I draw the line? You know? <laughs> it's a, well, it's interesting. So we've had this conversation, and, and I and I definitely think yes, but I'll play devil's advocate here and say, um, 
or I'll point out some things. Some people may say yes, but once certain situations happen, uh, what they're willing to do changes. Right. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. Once they have four or five clutches or litters of snakes sitting on a table that they're having to pay for at a hotel, they had to pay for the weekend and gas to get there and food to eat. And they still got to buy rodents to feed the rest of the snakes at home. They may be willing to sell a few to someone who just comes up and doesn't know anything, but they're willing to hand them 400 bucks. Right. And, and, yeah. and people will go, well, if you, if you can't keep, take care of them, you shouldn't breed them. I get that. And that's easy to say. And at the moment when they bred them, and at the moment when they were born, they could and everything was great. And then things happen like going to the grocery store now will cost you $100 instead of $50. Screw that yeah. instead of 25 What are you talking about? So things things change. And I'm not saying that you should do that and just sell to whoever, but it happens. And so I think some, some people on high horses sometimes – uh, you'll see a no. lot of people that, that answer these questions, and I'm not talking about our listeners. But they'll have a response that have never had to sell an animal, or get rid of a whole clutch of animals so they can make room for whatever else, or buy rodents, or do, you know, they own like five five snakes, and they're telling people how they should run their business and sell stuff. Um, no. But with that said, I do have a conversation with everyone that I said. No, I sell for the most part. I sell samboas, and almost anybody can take care of a sambo. It's not, it's not a tricky species. It's not an emerald tree. I mean, like that's. So here's my other yeah. thing. I'm assuming you bought your emeralds either online or at a show. Online. Yeah. Online. Outback Reptile. Oh, God. You had to say, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, and that's. Sorry, maybe I should have thrown them in. No, you can throw them in. Everybody knows <laughs> yeah. that they. But that's a problem. Like, you order two emerald tree bo- uh, emerald green. Jesus Christ, I can't tell it. Emerald tree boas. They're just going to mail them to you. They're not going to ask you, hey, you do understand what these are, right? They're just going to go, oh. Right. They're giving us money. Let's get them out of here before they get sick or die. Yeah. They have one little thing on their on their website where it says in the description of the animal where it's like, uh, if you ask about the temperament of this animal or if you ask about the something along that lines, like simple basic questions that somebody who's experienced wouldn't be asking. So like, we will not sell this to you. And I'm like, well, that's fine. And then so, you put that up there, but somebody can just read that and then not ask yeah. those questions. Now, now they're not going to ask you, Hey, is humidity <laughs> an issue here? Yeah do, yeah. do they need water? Like that's not, it's this, that that's a way I, to me, that feels like a cop out as a way to go. All right, good. They're not going to say the things that we should see as red flags. So mm-hmm. we can just sell them and say, we talk, we, we asked them about it. Um, yeah. You know, that's a problem. You go, you go to a lot of shows too tables that have things like emeralds or I've always said that we've got like file snakes or sunbeam snakes or those random imports. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, a, I'm not an anti import person. I know lots of people that do imports. Uh, some of the snakes over here to the left of me were originally imports. <coughs> um, but there's a way to do those. And, and the problem is you were someone who got into the hobby and you're like, these are cool snakes. I really want these. Yeah. And you don't have the knowledge. Everybody else has of going, Ugh, don't, don't do it. Don't get it from them. Yeah. And then the, the <laughs> but the problem also comes is, especially with the world of social media and Facebook is someone may post that question, but they're not really posting the question. They're just trying to get someone to agree with what they already want to do. And so when you're like, Hey, maybe that's not the species you want to start with. Maybe you want to, then they tear into the person trying to help them out. You don't know me. You can't make decisions yeah. for me. I do what I, I want. I've had a corn snake. I can take care of a green anaconda. So, but is that what you're talking about, James? Yes. Was that a good example? That is exactly what happens. Yeah, I'm listening. It's exactly what happens online. <laughs> I was afraid people were going to think I wasn't listening. But but Jake fell into into that 
hole. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> oh, the wrong one. <laughs> wait for it. Wait for it. Is this? Nope, that's not it. You don't know. I got to figure out where these are all at. What is this one? <laughs> I forgot that was on here. Uh, you know what uh, those places that sell all that stuff just see? Yeah, that's all it is. That was really loud. Let's not do that one again. You know why? Please. I got to. I gotta alter some volume on these things. I, I'm sidetracked now, but it's fun. Somebody uh, pick me up. Does it not get your blood going? It does actually. <laughs> that is. It's a beautiful. That's what everyone feels when they walk into the reptile room. That's just that's when your door opens. That should play. <laughs> as soon as you walk into your reptile room. Do I need to figure out how to make that happen for You're you? Is that amazing. a birthday present right Every there? Every time you walk in. Jake, I apologize because normally we're not this all over the place because we don't have <laughs> no, the buttons. Good. That is not true. You're good. Uh, I feel like you're so much more unprofessional. He just with likes buttons. to push your buttons all the time. Oh, <laughs> uh, these just—I had. Wait, this is this is the best one. Oh, why did I press the wrong button? Hold on. Wrong, nope. wrong, 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 <laughs> wrong, 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 wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Wrong, wrong. Yes. Oh, my God. For a little scrub reference for anybody out there. Uh, <laughs> but going back to the question, uh, what is, so you said, what is, or what is your opinion on this when it comes to uh, what is up to the breeder? What should the breeder be responsible for as far as vetting? How, how deep do they need to go? Well, my opinion you're asking, right? Yeah in a new person's position. I mean, <laughs> the experiences I've had thus far are mostly have been getting, getting animals at reptile shows and then one or two animals off the line. But for the most part, nobody's really ever prodded with any questions. <laughs> so like to see that from the front end and then get into it and kind of think a little bit more and you're just like, what, what would be responsible, like minimal, is to mention those basic husbandry things. Yeah. Come out with, um, come up with some kind of a written thing you can hand to somebody and speak to it and explain it real quick if if they're if they're a new person or whatever. Um, we kind of already put something together like that. My my wife and I typed something up and went through probably one of the more detailed uh, uh, husbandry charts or whatever you want to call it for just specifically ball pythons. Um, not everything we have, but the, uh, I think that's important. I think also I want to kind of have, I want to eventually get some kind of a, a library of, of video clips of just going over explaining basic stuff, which you can find it all over the internet if you actually look for it. But if I have something that I know I put together, I would feel a lot more comfortable making sure that I could say, Hey, this is our card here's our youtube or whatever with yeah. a library of different videos basic little five minute clips like i, I don't want to go into i don't have a desire to get into facebook to or uh, youtube to get like millions and millions of views but it would be very helpful as a tool to use like that i figured i thought about um eventually not that's really, really cool that's a well, cool idea and i thought so i told you i wanted to redo my snake room yeah and so i want to put everything on one wall and i want to do all four foot cage. i want to build stands all my racks go under the stands all my cages on top of the stands 
And I was thinking, man, that would be a great backdrop. I would really like to start doing species specific videos, just like a little five minute videos. I've got several different species yeah. of snakes. It would be fun to do just, hey, this is what it is. I do have a, a, a care sheet that I give, you know, and care sheets are tricky. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. There's, there's so many out there and so many with bad info and, and people just don't know the difference. I got and a then, stapled packet when I got my chameleon. Well, the readies are different. They're weird. <laughs> you can't, don't, don't compare people to Amanda and Lee. Oh, whatever. Uh, but the problem also comes with some of those is that people see a care sheet and that becomes gospel to them. That's true. Yeah. And, and you can't tell them any different because they, so it's really the world we live in, oh, but yeah. we live in a world of, of definites. Everything has to yeah. be one way. And anybody that's kept reptiles or anything, done anything, anything for a period of time knows there's a million ways to do stuff in your hobby. Yeah. And so I have a care sheet for all my sand boas and for my boas when I sell them, but I make sure to go, look, these are, these are just to help you get started. If you have questions, let me know. There's other things you could do. And, but I don't yep. want them to send them away empty-handed because a lot of times I am selling Sambos and Sambos do tend to go to first-time snake buyers. No. And, and they don't think of what questions they need to ask. And sometimes, as much as I try, I forget some of the things I need to tell them because – Yep. So I want to make sure they go home with something. Right. I think that's important. And I mean to speak specifically to like what you're saying there, um, when we got our first ball python from my wife's friend, it was – it was a 40 gallon glass aquarium with a fogger mister and <laughs> the whole, the whole nine yards. And he explained all these different things he read on forums and he gave which, us all the different information. Which is definitely which, one way you can keep those animals. Right. But not right. the only way you can keep them. And I'll just say that animal didn't eat consistently. Yeah. Didn't behave the most nicest <laughs> or whatever you want to call it. Because it, it was probably constantly scared. Probably. Yeah. And just, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he had like a bioactive tank, which is fine, but we, we kept it in it for a while. But eventually it kept going off a of feed or whatever for like three or four months, which isn't the end of the world. I think at one point it actually went like eight months almost. And I was like, this is interesting. And I'm, I'm looking, reading more stuff about, I'm like, why would my friend have told me some of this information? Because... <laughs> What I'm reading doesn't match everything he's told me and, and talking to people too. And so we ended up putting him in a, in a tub and he's eaten consistently for me. That can't be true because tubs are horrible, Jake. That can't be yeah, true. I know. I, know. I felt really bad when I put him in it too. It's animal cruelty. <laughs> no one go look at my snake room. Ignore all the tubs in my snake room. <laughs> yeah. But like he started shedding more consistently Yeah, in, in, in full sheds and, and, uh, he ate more consistently. I also backed off offering him food every week, but also now he's on like every other week. Like, and he eats and doesn't go off food now. So like, well, it's just, it's, it's a learning curve, but and there's so much information out there. And some of it is very, uh, pet driven, uh, anthropomorphic type mm -hmm. stuff. Right. We, we talked about that today. One of my second graders wanted to know if my snake likes me. And I was like, well, they actually don't have that part of their brain. So you might want them to like you, but they really don't care as long as they, they have food and water. They tolerate you. They're not afraid of you. The and best, that's what I told her. The best her. you can hope I said, for is you can not look, be afraid. And, and I hope, I'm hope for those of you watching, I'm holding my hand up because that, that at this point in the 
program, my corn snake was just like wrapped around my arm, chilling. And I'm like, she's not stressed out. She's not upset. She's enjoying herself. She's enjoying the company and the fact that my arm is so warm right now. I said, and, but she doesn't love me like I want her and a to. Lo- and a lot of that no. is also species specific. Yeah. Like yeah. we talked on here before, like if you hold an indigo or like my pine snake, there's more going on upstairs. Oh, yeah. It's not an offense. This is not a bad thing about ball. But then a ball python, right? I mean, people have held a ball python and never looked in their eyes and gone, this thing is really smart. Well, and so I... Well, I'll, say, I'll, I'll say the same thing about my sandboas. I've never looked at one of my sandboas oh, and gone, no. genius animal right here. Well, and then you also look at other species other than snakes. Like, yeah, I like have modern, a box turtle. and There's way more going on there. Well, and we had her out. She was walking around in a circle. And there's, I, there's a little boy that I take to his mom's school she works at a different school this year every afternoon and he comes into my classroom every afternoon and always goes to her cage opens the door scratches on her back and speaks to her today in the circle she would make a beeline to him every time it was one of the coolest things that we have and he was like she likes me i'm like we've seen that behavior we've seen that behavior with big tortoises yeah Uh, i've just never seen her do it erica mcveigh's in the chat they've got a bunch of monitors monitors are a completely different idea than so, I mean, there is, a, but yeah. but you look at some of these care sheets and they're written very much of, if I was a snake, this is what I would want. And, and I'm like, like Erica McVeigh said, they're all recycled versions of each other. Yeah. No. It just, as, as a breeder, I feel better when we give well, them one because then I can say I tried. But that's the other problem is sometimes you have the extreme breeder version of a care sheet, which is also not right. what a mom and her kid buying their first pet snake probably need to see as well. Yeah. Right. There, there's got to be some middle ground and they need to understand that there's a lot of room for interpretation on how you set an animal up. But there are some basic things you need to meet, you know, temperature. They need to feel secure. They need to have water. Some basic stuff yeah. you got to have. Yeah. And as long as you meet those, everything else, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Unless you put chameleons on plastic plants and then the chameleon hobby They'll will all tell you you're fucking horrible. You. So. Is that a no-no? Oh my yeah. God, dude. I thought they were going to show up at my house with a cross. They're like, you're going to poison your animal. It's going to die. This thing, they're like, it's going to eat these leaves. I'm like, it has not eaten a single plastic leaf since it's been in there. It's still alive. Calm the fuck down. It was so bad. But, oh, man, they were. mm. So you've, again, fairly new to the hobby. You've hit some of the uh, the issues that have happened. We talked about the emerald tree bows. You got them. The mail has worked out for you now, but again, you went through. And look, when I started my first, and I've said it on here before, my first snake was my Brazilian rainbow boa. Yeah. It's a fucking horrible first pet snake. I don't know how he survived 20 years. I don't know. Like, we we screwed up a lot of shit with him in the beginning. Um, put him in a 20-gallon tank with a screen lid, and then we had to realize, oh, shit, that's drying out too quick. And we went through, I don't know how many different cages. Um but unfortunately, not everybody has that. Luckily, you had the good thing happen with the emeralds, but you also had the bad thing. And a lot of people only have the bad yep. thing, and that's nope. that leaves <clears> a bad <throat> taste in their mouth. Um, nope. But again, you know, in that situation, the person you bought it from was going to sell you whatever you wanted as long as you had money, right? And do you think nope. you're buying a lot of ball pythons at shows? Do you think maybe you're not getting that uh, that more in depth vetting from breeders because there are Seventy other tables at the shows of all pythons that they're competing against, and they don't want to risk you walking away and going over there to buy one from so and so. It's quite possible, yeah, for sure. That's a possibility. I think most of the guys I have gotten snakes from have been pretty decent people, and I've been able to follow up with questions if I had them. Mm-hmm. And they're 
they're uh, available. There's one who he actually has his own Facebook group that he moderates or whatever, where people who probably never bought snakes from him ask questions and they answer questions. So they're a pretty decent, reputable person. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I think the, in shows there's, and, and it's gotten that way a lot. Again, the economy's rough, but there's a lot of competition in certain things, especially in ball pythons, crested geckos, things that are more common. And you, sometimes people just don't want to risk asking too many questions of someone and scaring them off and not making a sale. Um, and it's tricky. So, you know, yes, I do think though, there should be some vetting. You, you got to talk to the, you are giving them a live animal. Like they're giving you, you're selling them a live animal. No. Um, so you do got to ask some questions. Just, yeah. um, I want to get the other question and this one only got like a couple of answers, but I like this one a lot. What are the do's and don'ts that new breeders should consider when establishing their name and brand? And we kind of talked about some of the beginning, but, uh, mm-hmm. I want to go into some more, uh, our friend, Corey Martin, uh, said, be great. Uh, be a great customer. People like Corey's a very smart person. I just don't feel this is. She's traveling a lot right now, and she's also traveling true. with her mom. So, so be a great customer. Person she may like, not have been sleeping a lot. Oh, be a great this. customer. People like working with. Gotcha. Duh. Okay. Oh no, that was a hundred percent the reader error on that sentence. I disagree. I blame Corey for everything. <laughs> uh, develop real relationships with people you encounter in the hobby. Be humble and be willing to learn. Don't worry about growing a brand. Truly, no one cares. <laughs> Focus your attention on learning your animals. All the rest will come in time. Uh, which is an awesome answer. And, and I, I'd expect yeah. no less from Corey. And then we had a few here on uh, Instagram. Hands of Jeff, who we got our amazing logo from. Uh, your branding should match your attitude. It gives people an impression of what to expect. Like Eric said above, we'll check it in a second. Uh, focus on the animals, but also use a name and branding that reinforces your professionalism, which I think is important. We can talk about that. We talked a little bit about that, but we'll go in depth there. And then uh, I'm going to mess with bus- Basuka Ectotherms. Unpopular opinion. Don't focus on your brand. Focus on the animals and the projects that you are passionate about. Focus on yourself for the love of the hobby. Eventually, your dedication will infect others and spread like wildfire. Um Oh, there's more here. Do what you uh, you personally like instead of following the crowd and try and come up with something original. Everyone has some alternative of XXX Python or X and X exotics or XXX morphs. Pick something that stands out. So a lot of that's what kind of some of the stuff we talked about earlier uh, with, yeah. with like yeah. your logo and your name. You know, uh, I chose uh, I chose my name in like 2000 four or whatever for my company for sim- not rebranding that shit. No, no, I'm not either. I, <laughs> okay. I, I like simply serpents. It's a very simple name. It tells you exactly what it is. And I use very simple logo. It is, it is the, the name and the S's are snakes. That's it. That's, that's all there is. And I didn't rebrand the logo a few years back, which I like. It was yeah, nice that's and clean. Okay, though. I like it. Um, but some people, uh, I, I, where was the one here? I, I thought about it. So when, uh, Jeff said your branding should match your attitude. Yes, and 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 no. Some no, people, no, no. I get that. I, know, I get it. But some people put a lot of attitude into that logo, into that name. And yeah, then, but then when you see them like at a table, <laughs> they've got like spikes everywhere. But that's cool, cool shit, and that's but, that's the brand. But if their name is yeah. hard to read from across the room, because there's so much going on with their logo and their name. Oh, I get what you're saying. Like that's not good. Clean, clean is good. Like, look. The best example I can give is when we see um, 
David from um, why did my brain just go blank on David's business name? Eclectic. Eclectic reptiles. I had to think about it. All right. Super clean, simple, looks great. Like that's that's good. And again, what Jake said here with I'm gonna, I'm gonna, Ophidiarium. Got it. There you go. Got it. Uh, <laughs> I just it. the the logo is super clean. It's a nice, and I also like green. I'm a, I'm a. I knew that was it. I'm a sucker for a green logo. But uh, so what? When you were going into this, what were some of your things in your mind? Like, all right, if I'm gonna do this as it's still a hobby, <clears> but it's a businessish hobby. It's, it's a hobby you hope yeah. to make some money and do some stuff with, right? Sure, absolutely, yeah. What if was it? Was good. Yeah, it was definitely like that. That uh. How do I want to go about this? How do I want to stand out? What what things work? What things don't work? Like I said, my brother was a, a graphic design guy, and he has his whole plethora of examples of really bad things not to do. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, keeping it simple, clean, basic for actual like the appearance of the brand and stuff like that. But then I I, I liked what the one guy answered there, where he said about. Being new in the hobby, you're, you're going to want to ask a lot of questions and you're going to want to be teachable and be humble. And I think that that's huge because you don't want to <laughs> – some people have that problem where you're going to come in and you're going to you're gonna sound like you know what you're talking about when you don't know what you're talking about or don't know what you're talking about yet. And I don't – I didn't want to do that. Um, I don't naturally have that problem, I don't think, with most things. But it was more of an issue with me. It was just being willing to put my name out there and get my face out there and go to places and meet people and interact with people. Like that's where I'm going to struggle is to actually get out there because I'm I'm not the guy to go out there and, and intermingle yeah. with stuff like that. Well, but, with that being said, yeah. Yeah. with that being said, I agree that everyone needs to be teachable and everyone should be humble. But that includes people that have been in this business for 30 years and people that have been in here for three months. Yes. Everybody can benefit from being teachable, and uh, Chris Dieter do not even know. Chris, I, I'll, I was I'll, in the middle of something. Chris, I will buy a bigger stocking if need be. <sighs> also, I, I just need to point out, Chris Dieter has the the best way to end a conversation. I, he has a Komodo dragon. I was just talking about being actually, humble, actually, and teachable, them. and you too. <laughs> he is humble. He's humble. He's just he telling really you he has is. two Komodo dragons. I Chris. I talked about him today, actually, with my zoology club. Kids. And his two Komodo dragons. I did not bring up the Komodos, uh, but no, I, I, and I, I think a lot of that is also the teacher in me. Everyone can learn something, and if you've reached a point where you can't learn anything else, then you need a different hobby. I agree. No. I, I just if if you genuinely don't feel like there is anything left for you to learn. Why are you in this? Well, and, and a lot of what some of these people are hitting on and, and the idea of do what you like, there are, and this goes back to the, the people that drive me nuts in the hobby. There are a lot of people that get into the hobby and want to be uh, a figure. They want to be, they want to be someone mm. like they don't, they don't, their first thought is not, Man, it's really cool to work with this animal. I'd like to be able to yeah. reproduce them and see what I could do and the genetics. Their first thought is, man, I could breed all these animals. 
and then I could hang out with folks and then I could do this. Yeah. Like (laughs) now see, and now this also, I'm not an agreeer with the phrase. If you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life because I have bills to pay and I need to work to pay those bills. If I happen to love what I do, that's great. But at the end of the day, my bills have to be paid. I love reptiles, but it's work cleaning up. shit. Uh, Yeah. So I don't know. Anyways. But I, I agree. Like, I agree. You definitely, and I, I've said on here before, and and I can ask you because so you got into ball pythons. Do you think had you been given some other species that would have altered your your trajectory, or do you think you would have been pulled to ball pythons eventually? Because I I see a lot of folks that I think get into ball pythons and they're not ball python people. It's just the first thing they saw. We're pulling out the hard in depth questions. Well, it's, it's, it's tonight, the first man. thing they saw and. <laughs> And they don't ever actually try anything else. And there's, if you look around this hobby, there's yeah. so many different animals. So much. Right. Yeah. So do you think no. that you're a ball python person or do you think that there's probably down the line, you may try some other things and try this or that? Well, that's, I don't know. That's a very intriguing question. You could go pretty far with that. I mean, I definitely, our first snake was given to us. So it's yeah. kind of like, we didn't even pick it. Like we were just given it. Um, yeah, so, I, mean, like, I didn't I pick this ball python life. This ball python life picked me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, oh, so I mean, I I genuinely enjoy ball pythons, um, and I think that they're neat. I just uh, I see fifty thousand of them online for sale yes. all the time. And I'm like, wow, that makes me feel not good about making more of them. And I don't know where I've come out on that in the end, other than the fact that I know what I want to make for myself. And what I think looks interesting and what I think would be unique. And I'm going to go for that. And that's kind of the direction I want to go with, with ball pythons. But very soon into, very soon into getting into snakes, I think I probably stumbled across NPR first, which is all about carpet pythons, which is nothing that I had. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. So I start Googling the names of the different things that they're talking about and learning all about that. And um, that was probably one of the big inspirations in the beginning which was kind of neat and then um from there there's a plethora of other different reptile podcasts too that that came across um yeah but i mean i think i think i would have probably found ball pythons interesting even if i didn't start off with them um desiree says you need more reptiles (laughs) (laughs) so i I agree with her (laughs) i i really have to compliment you on what you said where you see all these online and you're like do I really want to make more um <clears throat> because one of my kids just because zoology club's fresh in my mind I know I keep going back to that meeting today one of the kids was like we need to get Alice my box turtle a friend so they can have babies together no and I was like oh <laughs> no no we don't and one of, one of my fifth graders who I've known for a few years, looks at the second grader and goes, what is she supposed to do with all those babies? That is not responsible in the slightest. And I was like, okay, somebody gets it. It's bad that a little kid gets it and that the majority of the reptile hobby does not. This 10 year old like totally ruled in the whole meeting at, in that moment. I was like, yes, what would I do with the babies? Well, so. And, and, so, and so what I tend to tell, I tell, I tell a lot of folks when I talk about the idea of breeding it one, just because you can, doesn't mean you should, um, you know, people, yep. 
Craigslist animals are the, are the worst for that. Someone gets two Craigslist animals that are just, they have no idea about their history. They could just be two normal wall pythons, but one's male, one's female. I'm going to breed them. But why? But what's the yeah. end game there? What? Yeah. I mean, cause it can't be to make money because those are 10, $20 animals. Like they're not they're normal ball pythons. They're not worth anything, which sounds Man. bad. I get it. But again, there's 50,000 or 50,000 snakes for sale on morph market. Your two normal ball pythons producing normal ball pythons is nothing. Yeah. Um, and so I'm with you on the first and foremost, keep what you, what you want to keep, what you like. And if there are breeding projects, so like with some of my boas, there are things that I want to try and produce. I'm going to yeah. try and, and I don't have any like the super expensive boa morphs, but I also don't want them. Like there's, there's a lot of stuff out there. I'd be like, I can save up for that, but there's, I like hypo. I like jungle and I like albino and I like motley and I like what I can do mixing all that shit together. Yeah. And I'm going to try to make the best version of that mixed together. Right. And it may never be <laughs> super expensive animals and that's fine, but it, I will get eventually get to what I'll make an animal that I want. I've already made some animals where I'm like, this is what I'm keeping. This, this is cool, which I think is yes, one of the coolest. Yes, things. he has quite often. I have not. I've only made a handful. How many holdbacks we have in that room, Lewis? Not a lot. There are two boas from that litter that I'm holding back. There are three, there are four that I'm waiting to sell. Those are not holdbacks. They just okay. Got to sell them. I the, just because they're in just there. Just lost enough. a sand boa. So, the, yeah. That was a holdback. No, she was one I've had for forever. No, oh, I thought she was a holdback. No, so I, I that's so I talked about you having all the the positives so far of breeding, We're right? Some now, a lot right of folks now. don't think the this this year has been a rough one for me. I uh. I had two Sambos that finally took. I had several that didn't take this year. Um, I had two Sambos that took. One was my oldest female that I've had forever. Uh, right before she was about to give birth. Died. Wow. And then the other day I went to check up on the other one that was pregnant. And I was like, man, she looks kind of deflated. So I'm like, I don't see baby snakes anywhere. So I started digging around the Aspen. And what do I find is a bunch of infertile ovums. I found like 10 infertile ovums that she had laid. And I was like, well, shit, that sucks. Thanks. Um, so yeah, it's been, it was a rough year on that. I'm I'm hoping that this next breeding season goes better, but those those are negatives also that people don't think about, right? They there's they think I'm gonna go in, I'm gonna make all this money. I'm gonna sound really heartless right now. What? And and the listeners can all be like, oh, I can't believe Katie just said that. Now we don't have to worry about where we're gonna put the babies. Wrong, wrong. I know, wrong, I know, wrong. I know. I'm throwing that out there. It was a concern that I had though. Sambo babies are easy. I can. Yeah, because they're, they're cute like little derpy. As big yeah. as they're, they're, they're small. They're, they fit in the racks easy, and I can sell them no problem. That is true. There have been anneries, anneries, Samboas sell like hotcakes. That is true. My my wife the other day was like, "What what kind of snakes stay small and cute and, and tiny and not derpy. get Sam- huge?" And I'm like, "Samboas, like, I'll get you hooked up on some derpy. Samboas. They're awesome. <laughs> Love Samboas. They're not as derpy as the is it the Indians? No, that it's we the have? Arabian, Arabian. Samboas, which we don't have. That's right. Yet. I know. I will. <laughs> I will have them. They will be mine. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, do's and don'ts. Uh, th- there's quite a few, but uh, the big one is do don't be you- an ass. <laughs> you can be. A, you can be an ass. No, okay. no, you cannot. <laughs> you can be an ass. You no. I'm an ass, but I'm still like nice. You can be nice <laughs> and be an ass. It's an art. You, not everybody can do it. <laughs> it's an I'm just art. talented. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but yeah, don't, 
I just worry that some people get into the hobby. And I guess you're seeing it right now. You're seeing those people that are selling entire collections because they that's not their thing. They thought, this is my thing. And it's fine for something <laughs> not to be a thing. But the problem is they didn't figure out it wasn't their thing until they spent, I don't know how much money on 100 animals. Yeah. yeah. Instead of getting a pet <laughs> and realizing, oh, this is not my thing as a pet. I'm, I may not want to breed these. And I think you're doing a good thing. A good thing, especially for for really for anybody, but for some of the ball python breeders, some of the crested breeders, these guys that have these very common things that have 40, 50 tables at a show, the same thing over and over again, you've got something else as well. Like, right. You've got, yeah, you've got yeah. pop uh, carpets that you're raising up that you're going to look at breeding at some point. You've got other projects um, that will keep you interested. And those things will usually sell because they're not the more common stuff and they, and they yeah. will usually sell. You can find an audience for those. Yeah. I don't um, think I've seen, all but one popcorn carpet at one reptile show that I've gone to. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see one well, like Sambo. As I go to shows, I don't see Sambo. I'll see people every now and then with a random Sambo here or there. Yeah. But not a whole litter yeah. of Sambo's they produced. Or even Boas. Right. I don't see Boas that much at the shows around here because all the tables are full. That's another problem I have I have with the, the ball python hobby is it it really pulled a lot of people away from other species that could have benefited from having that much attention put on them. Right. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I, I like seeing ball Python people. A lot of them I know are branching out into other things and realizing there's other animals they like, which is great. Cause it means that those animals are going to breed them. They're going to be more of those in the hobby and they're going to be, there's going to be more out there for folks. Um, because again, I don't think ball pythons are for everybody. I don't think Sambo is for everybody. I don't think boas are for everybody. Like there's too many options out there for there to be the one thing that's for everybody. Yeah. So and I, I'm the kind of person that, as I'm learning more, I get more interested in it and I find it more engaging and captivating. The more that you learn, the more you find more to learn. And it's yeah. like, holy cow, like this is just piles and piles of years of years of people doing this stuff. And um, it's, I find it very interesting and intriguing and learning about all that is very appealing to me. And if there's, there's something about the hobby that, appeals to me the most is probably that you can just keep learning and keep getting better at what you're doing. <laughs> oh yeah. There's definitely look racks are great, but there's always something we can do different for like that. that That's going to change over time. I'm not saying we need to get rid of racks, but they're going to improve. And it's funny, even on things you don't think you can improve on 10 years from now, there'll be a new version. I'm like, Oh wow. That's cool. I don't know why I didn't think of, of that. No. That's, that's a great improvement on something that we already thought we had dialed in. Um, so that's one thing. There's always something to learn, especially uh, learning about all the different animals. There's, there's so many different ways to take care of some of the stuff. You know, the way you take care of a ball python is not the same way you take care of your emerald tree boas, right? And so that's a huge learning curve there in taking care of an emerald tree boa versus taking care of a ball python. And yeah. so that, that keeps it kind of exciting too because you're like, all right, well, this is not just sitting in a tub on cocoa bedding and it's, it's, it's different. Um, so... Uh, there's just so much. I, I love this hobby, and I just wish more people would branch out into different parts of it. Um, now, with that said, people have got to stop doing the the Noah's Ark thing when you get into the hobby. Don't you don't need no. two of everything, and you don't need seventy I've different never species. Heard it called that before. I've said it before. <laughs> I wasn't paying. People attention. People always suffer at the very beginning. A lot of people suffer from the Noah's Ark syndrome when it comes to reptile hobby. I'm so proud that you understand that reference. That's, that's why I lean on my wife for her. Uh, her intuition that's a good intuition to hold me back from going crazy <laughs> she just tells you no does that work <laughs> like, does that work asking for a friend 
I have not gone out and bought anything without asking about it first, even if it's my mom. Oh, yeah, I know. Now, when I have friends like Travis who just sends me stuff, I can't, I can't help you there. Those Calabars boas are awesome. Yeah. I was told, hey, or who is who was it that sent the boa downstairs? Oh, that was our our yeah. sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> Colossal yeah. Constructors. I get a phone fo- I get a phone call. <laughs> hey, I gotta go to FedEx. Why? What's coming from FedEx? I gotta go pick up a snake. Well, it was a gift. I couldn't yeah. tell him no. <laughs> That's very rude. We had other friends that gifted us an awesome Mexican black king snake and they asked for approval first. <laughs> Yeah, it's a Mexican Black Kings thing. Although I didn't ask for approval <laughs> when I bought you that red foot, so I just bought it for you. <laughs> I can't really say no. <laughs> wait, wait, One wait. other thing, just to, with with the do's and don'ts of business, uh, getting into the hobby and all that stuff that I know I didn't coin this phrase, but it's definitely a phrase that's stuck with me is don't, uh, don't go into business, but to grow into yeah. business. And I feel like oh. I want to make sure that I don't. That's just a good one. dive in with with fifty thousand dollars of investment, and then not actually like it. But if I can slowly grow and enjoy the whole process, the whole process almost appeals to me just as much as the, the goal of whatever I want to do. In it. But well, the idea of business know. with this is interesting because so many people see this as a business before they see it as a hobby. Sometimes, and I'm yeah. like, it needs to be a hobby because it needs to be something you enjoy yeah. doing, and you know, it's like we had, we talked about Corey Martin earlier, right? When we met Corey, she was a carpet python person and a ball python person. And Corey has now gotten rid of almost all of her ball pythons and is now a lizard person and now has monitors and she's realized and she's quit her job and that is her job full time and she does reptiles and she loves that. But she real, she was willing to branch out and found other things and realized, look, that's, this is not the area I want to be in. This is the area I want to be in. So I think at the same time is you got to be willing to change as well. Like you've got to have... Yeah. I think so many people get gung ho, you know, and even when it comes down to like breeding projects for ball pythons or for anything, really, they get so hung up on, well, I've already spent so much money on this. I've got to keep with this. And that, that may not be the thing you need to do. Like that's just cause you did, you know, you get into the ball pythons early, you picked up a few things or whatever, and you may go two years down or go, Ooh, this is not actually the genes I like. I can't, I don't need to make them just cause I have them. Why don't I maybe, move these out of the collection and move in something I like more and go in that direction. And that direction may not be $50,000 snakes next year, right? That's what everybody's hoping is like, <laughs> I can be Kabilka and I can get $50,000 off of a club. That's you're not, you're not that he's ahead of you. It's just, no. yeah. Um, again, do what you like and you'll get there. Well, you'll get somewhere. It may not be there, but you'll get somewhere. <laughs> um, but the, like I said, it's, it's a matter of doing what you love, not just trying to make a buck. And we go back to that whole vetting people. Uh, when you see some of these people selling snakes and they don't vet at all and they're just taking cash from somebody and hand them a deli cup, you, you know that they may have gotten into it because they thought reptiles are cool and it's that. But at that point, they've lost some of that because they've got to make a certain amount of money to be able to keep what they have. And I feel, unfortunately, uh, they lose some connection to the hobby at that point because – they're no longer a hobbyist. They're it's just a business at that. Yeah. It's money transactions. Yep. So, uh, let's talk about. I hate to say it, Chris Eaton. What about him? Well, he's a great guy. He's, he's okay, I guess Chris Eaton's fine. Whatever. 
Why are we bringing Chris up? What happened? Because Jake is on 15 Minutes of Lame. He's, oh, cool. He's up for, he's trying to win the 15 Minutes of Lame. God, I thought something else had happened and I was out no, of the loop. No, he still only has one leg. Uh, yeah. He's hobbling around up there in New York. I mean, I live in a perpetual state of tired. So I just, I got two and a half days until Christmas well, break. Jake is suffering the same thing I suffered so far right now in his uh, 15 mm-hmm. Minutes of Lame. He's not pushing himself? It's not that. I Look, I pushed myself, but the problem was Antoine cheated. Antoine did not cheat. <laughs> and, uh, I should have beat Antoine. I don't Absolutely know why. not. Whatever. Antoine cheated. Antoine's not up for it again. No, he's not. So what's Jake's excuse? I'm sure the other I'm not cheating. cheating. The, uh, I'm not cheating. He's got to cheat. <laughs> so anybody listening to this, go over to Snakes and the Fat Man website and go to the 15 Minutes Live and give Jake a, a vote. Just go vote for him. He's he's sitting yeah. at at two percent right now. He needs more. Yeah. He needs. I need more a love. little more. I need, I a, I need to hit three percent, and then I'll right feel better. Yeah. Well, at the end of the year, what he does he takes all the fifteen minutes of lame. People. <laughs> oh, I know how it works. I've just been so out of the loop that I didn't realize it had started. Because you can vote. You can. Oh, so sorry. Didn't didn't Caleb win last year? No. Did Caleb no. not win? Caleb ended up with an entire episode, didn't he? Didn't he get it? Or was it? He should, but he hasn't yet. Oh, I think God. we got to get on Chris about that, but. I don't know if I want to hear Chris talk uh-uh. to Caleb for a, an hour. I, I don't want. <laughs> gonna eat my snack. You don't like the I night. I can't get the bag open. You didn't like the night you joined the uh, Sunday no. Zoom meeting? No. Never again. Oh, never God. back. I was there. Were you? Yeah, you were. Oh, my God. Uh, I've never, ever joined one. It may have been a hate And crime. I'm like, I'm just going to go sit up there and see what the fuss is about. But, no. uh. But Warren Booth's face that night when he joined was no Warren Booth joined to burn bridges <laughs> and then he showed up to end lives. That I need people like look. I get Doctor Warren Booth. Some of y'all haven't seen Doctor Warren Booth outside of like when he's like being Doctor Warren Booth. Yeah, he was, he was taking. I was names, not prepared yeah. for that. <laughs> oh, oh that was her first time being in. Sorry, Desiree, yeah. that probably was not the best one to God. be in for the first time. <laughs> I was not ready. That that got off. You know how our podcast gets off the rails a lot? That one got uh, off the rails, awesome. fell into a ravine, blew up. <laughs> it landed on an orphanage. They all burned to death. Uh, yeah. it, it was pretty bad. It was one for the records. With that said, everybody should uh, <laughs> come to one at some point. It's a lot of fun. It's not recorded, so we can't tell you exactly what was said or any of that stuff, because that would be going against the rules. But it was fun. Uh, so your 15 minutes of lame... Yep, you can you can vote once every twenty four hours all the way to Christmas Eve. So unless you do the first year where the person had a bot do it and cheated the whole way through, there's that. Oh, I remember that. I think that was the year I did it. What that was? That was a Shane won the first year, I think. Yeah, 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 he he probably only won because Antoine ripped me off somehow. It's all Antoine's fault. I'm just telling you. It's not. (laughs) Although, as the as the only since we've talked about Antoine, I don't know if he's going to listen to this or not, but I'm just going to put this out there anyway. And if any of our listeners are friends with him and would like to contact him, I particularly loved his Christmas card last year. It's no, no, no. It's in the box with Christmas decorations with all of our Christmas cards from last year. Oh, okay. If there's another Christmas card, are you familiar with this Christmas card, Jake? Oh, I saw it. (laughs) We got one in the mail, and I'm so glad my kid didn't open it. It hung hung with the front of it on the, like, facing the wall. It's just a ball python. Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) Um, It was fabulous, and I need to know if there's a sequel in the mix, in the making. I don't know. People have asked him about it, and he's he's hinted, but it's almost Christmas time, and I don't see any cards. I know. It's kind of fabulous. He's gonna pull on just because he has the balls to do it. Podcast. Pun intended. Sure. <laughs> yeah, but but Antoine's a cheater. He is not. 
cheater. I should have won that. That's the only non. We got to figure out when he's person. coming to Texas so y'all can meet up. This will be great. He didn't, he didn't want any of this. Me in the parking lot. My money's on Antoine. <laughs> he didn't want any of this. My money's on me because it will not be a fair fight. <laughs> I'm, like I'm walking up to Anton without a weapon in my hand. Come on. I'll nurse you back to health, babe. Uh, well, maybe me. I'm doctor. <laughs> I don't care how big you are. Two I by promise four I really do love him, guys. <laughs> Rumor is he's a black belt, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, black belt doesn't stop a two by four to the head. I don't care how many belts you have. <laughs> he's a black belt at one of those like grappling ones where you just pull people around and jerk them off or whatever. That's that's what? That's what he does. Is they pull each other around and they it's grappling and, and hugging and, no. and stroking. It's not like the hi-ya kicking stuff. It's not what he does. <laughs> What? You know, it's well, jujitsu. Yeah, 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 he hugs. There's a lot of hugging. Uh, was it him and Feely when they did the one and they just hugged for a while at the heard about that yeah. at <laughs> NARBC. Didn't hear about this. It was a couple years back. They did NARBC um, Arlington and they did a fight and it ended up being a very big like that. It was just them groping each other on the ground for a while, which doesn't <laughs> shock me after seeing that photo of of Antoine that he likes that. Bring in Antoine. He's not going to listen to any of this. Don't I'm be hating on that, ma'am. He's not going to hear any of this. If I'll he's... clip it and I'll, I'll tag him. <laughs> I might have to text him now. <laughs> Mobile doesn't. <laughs> Someone tell me how long. Uh, we've been streaming for an hour, hour and 27 minutes. minutes. Benevolent reptiles. Uh, anyways, get off of Antoine there for a while, which is not what he does when he re- grapples. <laughs> That's what she said, button. <laughs> <laughs> Send it to him. Send it to Antoine. I'll take him on in like a hamburger eating contest or something. I got him. I'll, it doesn't matter. He's just he, he only knows how to hug and, and jerk people around. Off. Round. Stop. Yank. Yank them. Quit it. Stroke them. Bop it. Twist I'm it. So bad. Pull it. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, back to reptiles. And enough of Antoine and his stroking men's egos. Uh, so what is, what is your future project? Any, anything that you're planning on trying to add to the collection soon? Are you, are you in this, the part now where you're like, I want to try and make some stuff first? Um, I'm kind of in that, that point where I'm not looking to add a whole lot at this point. I want to kind of get through the process of a few readings and try to see where I get with some of the genes that I have and, and go from there. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not itching to purchase any more ball pythons. I kind of have what I want for now, I think. I mean, there's a lot that I would like, but... Uh, you were good at not I, purchasing any more ball pythons. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> boas. But boas I, are where it's at, man. Get more emerald tree boas. I would I would love to get... But I'm definitely going to not get another import, so... Do, do not get an import <laughs> and definitely don't order from certain people. But... but. Bows are so much easier. I don't like eggs. Eggs are a pain in the ass. What? I was afraid you couldn't hear me chewing, so I had to sit back from the microphone. Um, But with eggs, you can can put them there and you can know about when they're going to hatch. Yeah, but then I got to worry about a molding. Okay, so I have a question for both of you. (laughs) Legitimate question. Okay. Would you consider... A female snake wrapping around a clutch of eggs to be exhibiting a survival instinct or to be exhibiting a motherly instinct. Hey, so hold, where's this from? One of my kids today 
Okay. Said, well, you said snakes don't take care of their babies, but a ball python will wrap around her eggs. And so, I was like, uh, to me, that's more of a, it wants its eggs to survive. That's a evolutionary survival instinct. So it's because it's, I was like, that's not a motherly the, instinct. The snakes, yeah. that, the snakes that did not quail eggs, quails didn't, didn't live. They didn't survive. Those, that genes, they wear out. The ones that do quail yep. the eggs survive. So that stays around. Now. Yep. Pause. It's, go ahead, Jake. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I would agree. I, I kind of am on the same page if, if, if that's what's getting healthy babies to hatch and you know, it works for that that species, it's going to work. Other species don't have to incubate their their eggs and all things. Some yeah, some snake species definitely just lay like it and run away. Your rat works, snakes but, just lay eggs and book it. Yeah, do they? Yeah. Oh, see, I didn't know. But that. then you have then you have something like so. It's very tricky. It's a slippery slope to say something is non motherly instinct because then you have something like king cobras. King cobras build a nest. They lay eggs. Yeah. The mother protects that nest the entire time, right up until. Like, what do you mean by protect? She like, stays we'll in scare that nest. Off if a mongoose or anything comes out, she will attack mm-hmm. anything that comes at that nest. She is there. So if you find a giant, and they are huge nests, they're massive. Um, and if you find this giant pile of leaves that has eggs at the bottom of it, she will come out and she will scare you off. Now, at the same time, right before they hatch, she leaves because she has not eaten for a long time. She is a snake eater by nature. And she does not need to be there when a whole bunch of small food items hatch out of eggs. That makes sense, yeah. So, is that motherly instinct? Or is it nature? Because it's kind of both in some cases. Yeah. Think of like alligators, right? Up to the right, first year. Right, we talked about that, that they would take no. care of the babies. But that's also evolutionary benefit that's at nature. Like, there have been moms that didn't do that. Those babies die. They don't pass on those genes. And so, bad mom genes don't get passed on. The... the <laughs> Hank, taking care of your kids. Okay. So it's a, it's a tricky thing. It's yes and no, but I'm going to go with ball pythons being dumb, but it's not a motherly instinct. Well, that was just the first snake that he threw out, but. But they do it. I mean, they do it. Carpet pythons do it. Mm-hmm. Um, they wrap around. Um, well, I, I mean, that makes me think about your question. A motherly instinct. What is a motherly instinct? Because we're thinking of that in a human term. Yeah. With Correct. emotions attached to it. And I, like you said earlier, like, Snakes don't really necessarily have that loving portion of their brain as mm-hmm. humans do. So it's kind of an, a different term altogether. Right. You know? That's why I think survival instinct and is it's really self-preservation. an evolutionary thing. It's, it's really self-preservation. That mother cobra wants those eggs to survive because that's her DNA. Not that she's thinking like that, but that is how mm-hmm. nature is aimed at. Self-preservation. Mm-hmm. You, you want your genes to pass on. The individuals that are more willing to help their genes pass on, pass them on. The ones that don't, don't. And they work their way out. So uh, most snakes are, are camouflaged and not bright white in the wild. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Uh, Benevolent Artist says, then there's humans where, uh, where bad parental instincts are taught and passed through generations. Yes. Yes, they are. And then I have I to try and teach those that, kids. Because I was, yeah, I saw some of that today in class. I made two kids cry. <laughs> but, so, good question, Katie. Yeah. Way to bring something to the conversation. Look, see, zoology wasn't just fun. <laughs> uh. That's that's but that's another one of those places where people put anthropomorphic feelings on right, and that that was my thing. I was like, I don't feel like it's. But then someone will tell you the intelligence of that animal, yada yada. This, so I mean, and I think in in all actuality, do we hundred percent know the answer to any of those questions? No, no, because we not. can't it's talk to snakes. Us, you know, thinking about it, but we can definitely some make people some people probably think they do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
But I mean, like I said, when you look at alligators, that's a mother. I mean, that thing will, will kill you if you go after a baby. Well, and that's that was the example I, I used. I said, you know, I said snakes, when their eggs hatch or their babies are born, they're gone. At this point, that, that child, that baby is completely functioning. That may be somewhat true. I think they have found with some rattlesnakes. And well, dens. I said, I'm sure there's yeah. an exception yeah. in one or two species where that's not the case, but the out. majority, this is how it is. And I said, but you know, with lizards, it's different, you know, with crocodilians, it's different. Like it, it depends on the species. Yeah. Crocodilians, but- crocodilians have the, the more motherly instinct when it comes to reptiles of, of taking mm-hmm. care of young far past a day or two after they're born. Oh, I think what brought that up was that we were talking about how box turtles would dig with their feet to be able to lay eggs nest. And I think that's where it they don't jump stay there. with the nest. Yeah. I do want to okay, so second graders or something, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to ask you, since you are up there in that general area, have you been to yeah. Hamburg? Oh yeah. <laughs> how would you describe Hamburg? Um, well, the first time I went to Hamburg was probably like 2014. So this is uh, well, before. well before. So I had like, oh, reptile show. That's interesting. Let's take my nephew <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> That's kind of what we did. So, so that was, uh, interesting. And, uh, <laughs> we were very shocked. We're like, this is pretty wild. Like what is going on in here? And then, um, I mean, it's just, it's just, I think it was just the sheer shock of seeing every and anything there. And then, (laughs) and then getting to know what it actually is with when we got into the snake hobby in what 2019 or whatever, finding out what actually, I was like, wait, that's what that show was in Hamburg. I was like, okay, well that's interesting. So then going back and, and realizing what I actually just saw, having more information behind that. Yeah. It makes you definitely look at everything in a different way, both positively, but also in in other ways. Where you're like, well, that's a little sketchy of a project, or of a of a not a project of show. a of a show of a production. And, and you, I mean, have you been to NARBC? I haven't yet. No. So you've been there, Daytona. You haven't been to one of the big ones yet. No, no. But you've been to like well done shows, like decent shows, right? Yeah, I've, I've gone to. There's been one down in Philly. There's one in Gettysburg. I've heard about the Gettysburg one. So when you walked into yeah. those after Hamburg being your first one, and you walk into the other ones, you went, "Oh, they're not all crazy carny people selling animals on a dirt floor." I mean, it's not quite that bad, but there's a little bit of a difference, and there's definitely people at both areas that are that are vending at the same show. Yeah, in Hamburg and in Gettysburg or wherever like that, but um. I did hear the new venue think, is going to be nicer. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one thing that's interesting. I'm curious to see how that's going to go, but they're going to no more, no more Hamburg as we know it basically. But yeah, I still feel it'll still be a, it's going to be a cluster. I just want to go to it <laughs> once. I just, I've heard all the stories. Uh, cause, cause Pennsylvania is the wild, wild west when it comes to buying reptiles. It is. Yeah. Like I mean, there's so many laws down here about certain things or in, in Pennsylvania is like, yeah, buy whatever the fuck you want. It's fine. I have a question yeah. about laws. Is it true that you can legally own a capybara in Texas? I'm sure. Apparently there are only four states where you can legally own a capybara and Texas is one of them. Unless that is false information. <laughs> it's very well possibly uh, false information. I mean, it may fall under like fur trade stuff, so I don't know. Um, yeah. 
It's a uh, rodent. Mammals yeah. are weird. USDA tends to do all that, and USDA tends to have some weird regulations on a lot of that. Okay. I just thought that was, um, I was like, but I mean, oh. uh, my response to that was, I'll have to look that up. You can own a tiger. You know, you might be able to own a capybara. I know. <laughs> um, so I did like uh, benevolent reptiles. His, his question was on topic. Do you think it's good practice for humans to intervene for survival of species like sea turtles and crested geckos? Yes, because usually if the species is fucked up, it's our <laughs> fault in the first place. Right. So. A lot of times we're just trying, it makes it, we always look like we're like, we're saving the species. Like, but like, did we need to save it before we fucked it up? Like, it's probably our fault that it's messed up. Like it's, we're now just trying to fix something we screwed up in the first place. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts there? And, uh, I mean, definitely. I think <laughs> history has proven time and time again that we exploit things to the point at which we then realize that we've exploited it. And then we're like, well, that's, not good <laughs> and then and then we think that we can fix it and i don't think that we can fix it as well as we think we can sometimes too yeah so. i mean with turtles between pollution and between all the nesting grounds and beaches where they would normally nest we've turned into resorts like it's no it's no. a tricky thing for those things to survive so yeah we got to do something there i'm still convinced with crested geckos that they were not as endangered as we thought they were it's just that the really smart ones are really good at hiding we just caught the stupid ones that's all we have now is just we have the special cousins like there, there's an entire population healthy population of intelligent crested geckos living up in a tree somewhere <laughs> but we got the stupid ones who just jump off into mid, jump, into the air miss lewis why aren't we getting charlie out today because charlie, charlie likes to fly charlie needs, not to wear happening. A, charlie needs to wear a helmet that's why we can't take charlie out <laughs> Charlie will literally lick windows. Yes, he does. We watch him every day. That is why Charlie has to he stay in his cage. He jumped across his cage the other day, and all we heard was thump from the back of the room. And like what? the kids that sat closest to the crested gecko all spun around, and they were like, he's good. He's just at the top of his cage now. I'm like, oh, my God. What a dumbass species. What we're teaching, <laughs> so I'm torn. On, I, we should definitely save things. Some yeah, maybe now, not with, with that said, chicken. with that said, and th- there are some animals that I think uh, we're trying to save that are naturally trying to go extinct. And my number one is pandas. Fucking let them die. <laughs> that's a dumbass animal. I've never seen a video of a panda where I thought that's a smart animal. They're either You're falling get so much hate for this. They're either falling you know, over. He's talking about giant pandas, giant. the black and white pandas. Well, they're, they're either falling over, tripping over themselves, falling out of trees. That one mom got scared when her baby sneezed like she forgot she had a fucking baby in the room with her. <laughs> like, it's a dumb fucking animal. And not, just, not to mention when they have two babies, most of the time, they only care for one of them and yeah. they let the other one die. Yeah. <laughs> the, and, they, and they only eat one thing. Nature has shown you that specialists do not tend to make it long term. That animal has been trying to go extinct for years. And we're like, no, let's save the pandas. Fuck the pandas. Move on to something else. They want to die. Just they they fall out of trees. They are trying to kill themselves. Oh my gosh. And then you got fucking koalas over in Australia just fucking each other so much they have chlamydia. That's a whole another <laughs> What? You don't know? Yeah. yeah. How did I not know about that? Steve Irwin's zoo has a whole wing in its vet office that's named after Stephen Colbert, I think, or is it named after John Oliver? Who's it named after? Or maybe it's named after uh, Russell Crowe. It's named after somebody. Uh, it's the chlamydia. Is it because they also had it or because <laughs> no, they paid joke. for it? It was a joke and they, and they just carried it on and it's named after them. But, you know, like, like 
koala chlamydia is a serious issue. Okay. Yeah. They just they're just out there fucking in the wild, just spreading chlamydia. Mm-hmm. So again, some animals they just need to go extinct. They need to keep it in their fucking pouches is what they need to do. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. Uh Benevolent also asked, do you ever feed your balls baby chicks? Me? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've fed them baby chicks before. Yep. I've done that. I, I have chickens. I've I've had chickens for a few years um, before we had snakes. And I've hatched a couple seasons where just a couple here and there with an incubator. And, and uh, some of them I kept, some of them I fed to snakes. You euthanize them first, but then, yeah. Them off the snakes. Yeah, I've ordered quail and stuff uh, and fed to oh, like so my corn snakes, pine snakes, and stuff. I, I try to vary up some of their diet. Um, yeah. So I've done that. Yeah, too. I have. I have rats. I raise the rats that we feed for all of our snakes. Gross. Um, I also have. Uh, I also have some gerbils. Um, these are just given to me, so I, I was like, why not breed them as feeders? That's, because I can. It's the filet mignon, mm. filet mignon of a. Uh, Rodents. That was always. They're good for baby snakes, but yeah. Well, I was heard when he got when I got into the hobby. If you have a trouble feeder, feed them a, a gerbil, and they'll eat it. So they, I don't know oh, what, yeah. what it is about them, but they, apparently they smell or taste better than mice. Yeah, well, they ate them. I, I I found that the babies are hairier, younger, and move a lot more, like a mouse that's a baby mouse that moves a lot more. So that definitely triggered a few of the baby snakes that we had hatch. So. But I do want to get quail. I want to. I want to try that in the near future. Get some quail and raise those up for potential feeders as need be. I like. Fe- I, I like feeding quail to stuff. Um, and there's always. Turn my mic back on. Yeah, people always have that fear of uh, if you feed chicks or quail or stuff to your snakes that their beaks and feet will tear up the inside of the snake. And I, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that can happen. But I mean, they eat birds in the wild. Like it's not. Yeah. They don't cut the beaks and toes off them in the wild and then swallow them. So there's not some weird prepping thing they're doing for their food before they eat it. <laughs> so. Nope. Oh. Katie, it's getting out of time. Sorry, our child was asking me text message questions. I need to do a giveaway. <laughs> she was like, question. I was like, oh, what is she about to ask me? <laughs> I need to do our giveaway. Yeah, and you haven't even gone over. Holy crap! It is one forty-four, and you haven't even what? gone over any of the stuff on Facebook that people oh, have haven't. posted in the last week. Jake, I think you are officially the one person that James, with just two of us, <laughs> have been able to make it to the two-hour mark and be crunched for time. That's not true. Wow. Well, it's because I'm a bullpicing guy. <laughs> <laughs> we we talked to Christy. You're no problem. Okay, that's true. Because <laughs> he has two Komodo dragons. I was going to say you talked to Christy. You're no problem. That's true. You left. I had to go pick up our kid. He has. I don't know if you know this. But I had to be a parent. <laughs> I don't know if you know this about Chris Dieter, but Chris Dieter has two Komodo dragons. I know. I know. <laughs> it's important to make sure people know that. Uh, let's Did you see. schedule us a time to get to go see them? The Komodo dragon? Oh, we're going to go. I don't, we'll find time. It's good. All right. So I got the winner for our, our giveaway. Our dun, dun, colossal. Dun. No, I, don't, I don't need that. I'm your sound effects. No, I'm good. Uh, our colossal constrictors. First week of December giveaway, which is the Red Line Science Scraper Set for cleaning all that poop and urates out of your tubs and cages. Oh, look at you. I know. And our winner is (laughs) Kelly Miller. Woo! Go, Kelly! My applause is too far away. It's like several pages away on the. Gotta fix that, man. Need to put them right next to each other. There you go. Way to go. Way to go, Kelly. Good job, Kelly. 
Stop pushing buttons. But that's the price is right when you got got it wrong. Nobody price else is wrong. Nobody else spent summers with their grandmother and watched Price is Right. Nope. Is that just, just you, Lewis. Just me. Fuck y'all. Plinko is awesome. <laughs> the little Yolin man going up the hill. If you can bet too much, he falls off the mountain. Crashes, he dies. No, I think you're on your own. Fuck y'all. Pri- you. Price is Right is amazing. It was a great show. <laughs> and I miss Bob Barker. He was he's number one person in cutting nuts off of dogs and cats. I believe it. I'm going to make sure you get your cats and dogs spayed and neutered. And in case of cats, you can just go ahead and get rid of them. All right. Uh, Kelly will reach out to you. Uh, you have won the red line uh, set of scrapers. So, yeah, let me go over to Facebook. You're right. I didn't, I didn't look at Facebook. I, I hope it pulled up, though. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, oh, before Chris eats and fusses at me for not showing the shit that I'm looking at. Not that he's listening to this or watching any of this. So it doesn't matter. Uh, I think he has a podcast on Tuesdays. Yeah. What a loser. Only losers have podcasts. He's got two of them, which makes him extra yeah. loser. <laughs> uh, See, so look, Benevolent says uh, Price is Right. Uh, Bob Ross and Do Mr. we want to ask how much older these people are than us, though? Because I'm pretty sure they're at least... Are you, are you trying to make fun of our listeners? I'm not, but... Darren has maybe... been a listener for years. I may also be And you're going to make fun Darren's of Darren. Age. I'm going to stop right now. You have no idea how old he is, do you? No, That's don't. pretty sure they're older than you, though. You don't know that. Price is Right is not an age thing. That is that is across the board for all ages. I was playing outside as a kid. I wasn't sitting inside uh, with my. I grandma. played outside also, but it got fucking hot in the middle of the day when Price is Right was on. <laughs> so you could play in the morning, play in the afternoon. My grandma was right scary. Inside. Okay, we didn't want to be inside. <laughs> So, uh, this was a cool thing. Nathan posted this little lizard underneath the water is using this, uh, like a, like a diver's hat. It's hood. It's got this air bubble on top of its head and it's actually breathing. It's got this water kind of around it, like a bubble around it. And it's breathing through that underneath the water. So they got to put it in the water, just drown. This is just fucking put it in the water. What if he was wrong? Hmm. See, that lizard said, no, I'm leaving. <laughs> but yeah, you can, see, cool. you can see the air bubbles down the skin. It's just all the way down its body. It's like an invisible force filled of air. That's pretty neat. Yeah. Wow. What is your mic is falling over there? Oh man, I didn't want to sit back up. Uh, I've seen this around before. This is a crocheted bearded dragon. That's. Crazy. I saw that this week, and I was like, "Is that real?" And it took me a second. Yeah, I know it, it is tricky. <laughs> That's great. Uh, someone has way too much time. How do they get like the points and stuff. On the yeah, I got hair? nothing. Way too much time. My wife's a crocheter. She needs to. Try that one out. Step up your game. Uh, this is a leucistic baby alligator. That's so cute. I don't know about how like how rare this. Is. I mean, it's, it's, it's so not, cute. It's not that rare. There's there's quite a but few. But it's still so cute. There's quite a few leucistic leucistic alligators out there. It's so little. It is cute. We can have one that size. Yeah, but those grow. No, we can. Give but it they back. don't grow as big. Hey, I've as seen those at Hamburg. We yeah. can give it back. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't grow as big as Chinese alligators. Just give it back. If I get Chinese alligator, it's not going back. No, I didn't say. <sighs> it. It's mine. I mean, a regular alligator. We'd if you want back. me to go to Hamburg and get you a Chinese Absolutely alligator, not. then I'll mail it to you. You go get me a now crocodile, why don't you? <laughs> wait, wait. Yeah. They don't have Chinese alligators <laughs> at Hamburg. They don't. You don't oh. know what they have at Hamburg. No. They have okay. everything. <laughs> Somebody. It's the wild, who was wild it? No, no, no. Scroll back up. Uh, I think it was I think it was your wife that was like, it has tea oh, on a flea here? market vibe. No, that was Dar- uh, Darren. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's oh, his wife. Yeah. It was Desiree. She said tea on a flea market. Yeah. yeah. Darren said Darren. that the heat, the smells, and how crowded helps it feels and gives that shady back alley vibe. Yeah. That's funny. Well, here's a post, uh, and 
around. See, that's the, the old neighbor. the old venue. This hike hang yeah. this yeah. So the new venue. They're talking about the new venue for Hamburg. It's funny we talk about Hamburg. This post right here talks about the <laughs> new location uh, for the new Hamburg show. I don't care. You can dress it up however you want. Same people are still going to show up to that thing. Uh, just funny cartoon. Let's see. Uh, funny cartoon of she's kissing a frog and then death shows up and she's wondering why her, pr- her prince is. That's because she kissed a poisonous frog. She's an idiot. So now she's dead. How did I miss that? Yeah. Oh, see, well, poof. Like it dry humor. It's like not it. that I missed what the under. I did not understand it. I just didn't see that posted. Maybe you should look more. <sighs> this is a cool one. This is all re- uh, uh, reptile teeth. So it shows you the American alligator tooth. Kaboon Viper, Mangsham Viper, Komodo Dragon, which, by the way, Chris Dieter has two of, in case you were wondering. So he has two sets of teeth. Uh, yeah. Crocodile Monitor, Reticulated Python, Rhino Iguana, and then Monocle Cobra. We talked about snake and their snakes and their teeth today at Zoology Club, too. One kid asked me how many teeth they have. I said, you know what? I'm not sure, but we can Google it later. Because <laughs> that's my answer if I don't know it. Let's Google it. Uh, I did not get a chance to read this, uh, but it says Wildlife Wonders of Galapagos Islands. The Travis posted, I'm assuming it's a trip because he says if only he had the money, I would love to go to the Galapagos. I imagine it's a trip. Yeah, I haven't read it. You know, the hardest part about being at the Galapagos is not touching stuff. Yeah, This post right here hit me all in the feels. Oh, uh, all the good food he's feeding his animals and he's over here eating a bowl of ramen yeah although it says one dollar ramen and that that's, looks not, the $1 like, that's ramen. not the one dollar ramen that's the fancy like two dollar ramen well but it almost looks like the stuff we buy for our kid at sam's club no it's not that one. Oh. uh here's another video of that wow. little alligator that's okay. it said like the world's first or something which it is not it is not even close <laughs> to the world's first leucistic alligator there's there's a lot of them maybe it was their first leucistic alligator but if you they- say world's first yeah, Gay is proud to yeah. the rarest of them all. Our new baby are the first one in the world. It's not the first. Oh, I didn't read the guy. Gatorland knows that's not the first one in the world. The Gatorland. And no- we're sure that's a leucistic alligator. We're sure there's that's not something else. No, it's a leucistic. I'm almost positive. I mean, there's. I've seen leucistic alligators. Like, no, but what I'm saying is like. It doesn't right. have pink eyes. Yeah, it's not albino. No, 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 no. But you've seen it- a leucistic alligator at Croc Encounters. Let me talk. Is it. A leucistic alligator, or is it yes. a leucistic something else that's it's like a, a rarest alligator in the world? Which is, oh, well, then they're wrong. I mean, there's a big fat one down the road. Oh, I know. At Crockett County. I've seen it. I know. Uh, but no. Mm, I eh. hate that word. Um, benevolent? Benevolent. Did I say it? Okay. Yeah. That's a word that in my vocabulary, it's hard for me to say. I don't understand why. Is benevolent really in your, I, cat, in your vocabulary? I choose not to use that word and use synonyms I think, because I, think, I struggle saying I don't think people word. choose to not use benevolent. It just doesn't come up in conversation. No, 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 no. I, It's hard. Anyways. Uh, he went I to the same school of picking a name as Jake did. Find one that people can't pronounce and go with it. <laughs> I'm not sure if the crocheted ball pie, if the crocheted bearded dragon is from the girl in Canada or not. Canadians. That's who I, oh, they were at the very beginning. They were here. Our old sea anal side exotics. Yes. They're they here good. every week, but for some reason they love uh, you. This is a funny cartoon. Snake and a woman drinking. It says, what you drinking? Herbal tea, you? Gerbil tea? It was funny. You chuckled, didn't you? I did. <laughs> Lost tortoise in Texas travels 50 miles. Spurs fantastic four-county week-long search for hoss. Can people please keep their animals from escaping? <laughs> what? I didn't mean to call you old. <laughs> She did. She meant to call you old. She has no idea how old you are, but she's assuming that it's old. I'm assuming it's over 35. You realize you're older than 35, right? I'm going to stab you in the pen. That turtle uh, tortoise 
post there made me think that they should do a, a remake of uh, Homeward Bound with all the turtles. <laughs> oh whole, group, whole group of tortoises. You cannot. Red ear slider that got dropped off in a pond. Sulcata that broke out of a fence. I had a co-teacher one year, second grade. It was my first year teaching, and she's like, "We're gonna watch Homeward Bound." I'm like, oh, what man. the hell is wrong with you? We are not watching that. I'm not crying like that in front of a room full of kids. What's wrong with you? We we showed my daughter that one a few years ago when she was like two, and when Sassy the cat falls off the waterfall, she's like, "What's wrong?" She just broke down in tears. Is she okay? Oh, that's weird. I cheered at that point. So what's funny, well, not funny, like, haha, funny, but funny, ironic, I guess, is my mom watched it with my sister and I. My sister cries at everything sad. I cry at everything happy. So Sassy falls off the waterfall. My sister, who's four years younger than me, dissolves uncontrollably sobbing. She survives the waterfall, and it's my turn to uncontrollably sob and dissolve. You know what? This is what I did. You know what we need to do? We need to make our daughter watch Old Yeller. She's old enough. It's not a sad movie. I'll bet, I'll bet she Where the be. Red Fern Grows, that's the one. I never watched that oh, one. God. Old Yeller. I had to read that book in seventh grade, <laughs> and I sad. vividly remember sobbing through the last three chapters <laughs> of that the book. The dog had rabies. I know, but not he, sad. he turned into Cujo. The boy, like the boy had to shoot his dog. <laughs> he turned man. into Cujo. <sighs> I couldn't do it. We had a dog bite Joe when we put it down. That was not the reason we put it down. It was the beginning of it. It was the beginning of a start of a lot of issues. This dog was big and would have killed that kid. That's why they put it down. (sighs) You're missing the point. They also lived out in the country. The point is our child is emotionally vapid. No, show her Marley. Show her Marley and me. That's a sad movie. I told you not to watch that. I watched it twice. That was a bad idea. Don't watch that one. Uh, Benevolence only, Benevolence only 41. <laughs> okay. Well, by the way, that's not far from your age in case you're wondering. It's really not. <laughs> so just a couple years. <laughs> oh my God. I'm almost 40. James. You'll be there before me. Yeah. That's how numbers work. <laughs> Jake, how old are you? Make me feel worse. Go ahead. I'm 31. Okay. Fuck you. No, you want to make- <laughs> Here, here's gonna, this will make you feel. I was old. gonna put you at like twenty eight so, or twenty nine. So, so our, the the bells at our school are always songs. They did have a theme. Today's theme was Christmas rap songs, and there were songs I didn't know existed oh, or that I didn't know I needed. One of my favorite is the Justin Bieber little little drummer boy. Fuck that! It's they, great. they did play one Justin Bieber song, and the only redeeming quality to it was Buster Rhymes was in the song. Darren Watson, <laughs> don't make me not like you. But no, listen, listen, listen to these songs because I didn't know some of them existed. One was Little John and the Kool Aid Man. What? <laughs> it's that's not a rapper's name. It was the Kool Aid Man. No way. Oh my God! I didn't know I needed that song. I'm gonna need to look that up. Fucking now. amazing. Another <laughs> one. Another one was Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, sung by DMX. That's the one you sent me. Yeah. So I said something in the hallway about that, and one of the new teachers walks by and goes, "What was that?" I was like, "It's DMX." She goes, "What's DMX?" Oh God. <laughs> Fuck off. Is she the baby? She's young. She's young. But I don't know what DMX is. That's but yes, Lil, Lil John does a song with the Kool Aid Man. I gotta look that up. And uh, he, he says, "I know I'm fixing a crap." He, oh, he says, "Oh yeah," but he says like he sings. Uh, instead of dun 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 dun, so no, wait. Instead of, uh, dun 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 dun, uh, he sings it as "Oh yeah, oh yo, oh 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 oh." It's ha fucking hilarious. <laughs> 
you have to Google that right now. Find Lil John and the Kool Aid Man. I forget which song it is, but just Christmas. There can't be that many Lil John Kool Aid Man songs. Uh, fucking hilarious. Maybe there's a whole album that you don't know. I need there to be a whole album of Lil John and the Kool Aid Man. Uh, Lil John and the Kool Aid Man is the first thing. Uh, All I really want for Christmas. Was that it? Maybe. No, this is a Christmas jingle. I don't know. It's him and the Kool-Aid man. There can't be that many options. Anyways. We had a very busy few months. Uh, so, so we did our giveaway. Uh, our giveaway next week is going to be a Redline Science uh, probe kit. For anybody out there who wants to get some probes. Uh, Benevolent said you should show the class Mr. T's rap song about mothers before Mother's Day. <laughs> nice. Uh, again, go over to our Facebook page. Just tell us what you want for Christmas and go give our friends at Colossal Constrictors a like and you're in there. That's all you gotta do. You don't have to buy anything and you're gonna get a free gift for Christmas. Uh let's see. Our friend Kelly Miller just got a free gift for Christmas. So go over there and give them a like. Are you looking up the song? Yeah, I found the video. I'm gonna text it to you so you can listen to it and tell me if that's it. It can't there can't be more than one song. <laughs> it's a commercial. Like, there's a whole music video that goes with it, and he busts through the wall of the house. Fuck yeah. The Kool-Aid man has tinsel, like, in his Kool-Aid. Why are you not, so why are you not playing? Oh, we're not monetized. You can play that shit on here. No. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, Jake, thank you for so much for putting up with us tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was fun. I enjoyed it. Thank you very Goodness. much for having me. I like turtles. <laughs> Sean, I like total Sean Gray when we need him. That's a classic. Oh god. Fatality. <laughs> now you're just seeing what you've got uh, on here because you don't remember. Um, he literally is scrolling oh, yeah. through. Oh, yeah. Is the whole song? Oh my god. The truth is out there. Start a conspiracy podcast. Oh god. You want some music to end the night on? I'm afraid. Play that same song. (laughs) Okay. I'm 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 if you've stuck around this long, you are an amazing individual. (laughs) Yeah. Oh gosh. And if you don't know what this is from, you're probably like thirty years old or younger. I was about to say, then you're way (laughs) too much younger than I am. So you know what I think about that? All right. Uh, good night to everybody in the chat. Uh, Jake, if people want to get a hold of you, how can they get a hold of you and go vote for you? They can uh, they can reach out to me through Instagram or Facebook. Um, I have a Instagram, Facebook, and they're both um, the Ophidiarium. Uh, you can vote for me at snakesinthefatman.com for their 15 minutes of lame. I'm the second, third one from the top, I think. So, yeah. Go vote it. for him. He needs the votes. Appreciate it. If you vote for him, a uh, poor child in Africa gets free meal. James, don't say that. You can lot of people. That's a good idea. <laughs> they, that way, if they don't vote for him, they hate poor small children in Africa. What kind of person are they? Yeah. Just 
guilt people into giving. Uh, again, it's for, like at the grocery mart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, again, you can reach out to us. We are the Reptile Going Podcast on Instagram, Facebook at gmail.com. You can uh, find also meet Simply Serpents on Instagram and Facebook. James is going to be dropping some hints on his episode that is his Christmas oh, miracle. No, I'm going to no, fuck it. I'm going to go ahead and say You're it. You're going to tell him now. So I'm not going to lie. This whole episode stems from one line in one movie that he will probably say at least five times. I'll next say week. it at least once. I may actually just put it in the bank on the thing here. Uh, it's from airplane and it's when they're on the airplane and, oh boy. and they go, doctor, 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 doctor. Next week is our all doctors episode. I'm going to feel so dumb. We are going to have <laughs> Dr. Travis Wyman, Dr. Zach Loafman, Dr. Warren Booth and Dr. Uh, oh, we lost our guest and Dr. Ben Morrill all on the episode together. So get your questions ready, folks. We need, yeah. we need lots of questions for the doctors. I'm going to Google a lot of stuff next week. I have just, I just know it. And it's on a Tuesday. So I don't have to leave and be a parent. I I don't know how it happened, but it is a Christmas miracle. They're all going to be here. All doctors all the time. He's wanted this episode for a long time. It will officially be the smartest podcast ever made. (laughs) So just throwing that out there. So join us next week as we uh maybe I'll maybe I'll have a glass of wine while we Is that gonna make you smarter? It might make me feel better about myself. They're doctors of being awesome. That well, yes, that is true. They're also all PhDs. Like they're not like like if you have a heart attack, they're not gonna save your life. Don't no, 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 don't no. go not that. Yeah, no, don't don't do that. <laughs> they're not that not that kind of doctor. They no uh, photographs. They don't want to see any parts of your body. I promise. Well, Warren may, I don't know. Uh, the rest of them don't. Uh, so join us next week for that. I'm looking forward to that. Um, again, remember. You can text Jake. I don't know what happened. I think we lost him. I know we lost him. Uh, also, our sponsors again, VivTech, code Gumbo22, go save 15%. Don't forget Little Shop of Horrors for all of your feeder needs. Don't forget going to a Herb's Reptile show near you in the new year. Check out Lone Star Reptile Racks. Lone Star Reptile Racks. I think I got everybody. Oh, Colossal Constrictors. Go check out Colossal Constrictors. They are our giveaway sponsor for this whole month of December. Make sure you go over and tell us what you want for Christmas. I think it's also on Instagram, too. You can tell us there. But get entered. It's free, and you can win free stuff for free. Because that's how free stuff works. All right. Good night. We will see all of y'all next week on Doctors, 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 which is the new sitcom we're starting next week. Bye. Doctors, Doctors, Doctors. Goodbye. Goodbye.